Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Radio here on the Sunday morning tradition. It is that being said, 17 weeks we have made it every single week. We didn't even miss a week by accident or by business or by anything. We came close, uh, but we we still managed to get up on air each and every week uh, to uh, bring you our picks. And by the way, just as I always say, we're just as good as the experts. All you got to do is hop online and listen to us, and you'll see that. I'm going to let you know, you know our numbers compared to those experts, that they, they're not any better than us by far. And I'm going to give you an example of that as last week here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I went 13-3. and Cuervo went 14-2. and and Tarvin, he went 14-2. and two. So those numbers don't lie, which is very – I love the fact that we do just as well. And there's, no, and there's no point in arguing, you know, that even though they've got all the connections and they got everything else, they're still not doing as good a job as we are. And why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you our overall picks up until week 17 and our and our uh, rankings. I am 173 and 70. Folks, that's big numbers right there. Cuervo is 167 and 75. That's a big number. So... I, I like what we do here. Um, I don't have the full total for uh, Tarvin because we didn't always get his picks each and every week. But uh, he was just as good as us, if not even better at some point, uh, a lot of the time. So right here, we may not have the inside scoops. We may not be bringing you interviews with guys and everything else, but it doesn't matter. It's the quality of the pick. And, and there's some picks that I had no business picking but had the gut feeling about. Went on a limb. Two times the Indianapolis Colts screwed Sonny Clark over. It's getting me two more points. But that having been said, that's why we do what we do. Um, sometimes they come through. Sometimes they don't. How about last week when I picked the Jacksonville Jaguars over the 49ers? Or the 49ers over the Jaguars? My team. Because I know this team almost inside and out. I know how they are. I know how they play. And I, and I hate to admit this, okay? And, and it's mainly because I got a lot of people who are Pittsburgh Steelers fans. 
I've got a lot of people who are New England Patriots fans, people I know. My Jaguars are not going to get through first Ben Roethlisberger and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then Tom Brady of the Patriots? It's just not going to happen. Now, if it happens, I'm going to tell you right now, I would be so wrong. But this is a football team that doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, you can look at Blake Bortles all you want. You can say he's adequate and everything, but when it comes down to the big game, he drops the ball. Last week, and I don't want to hear about the Jacksonville Jaguars did not care if they wanted to win that game last week. They did. They wanted to have a great record. They wanted to to prove what they got going on. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's just the way that it is. No team wants to lose. Now, whether or not they care at the end of it, yeah, but during that game, they wanted to win the game. And I'm not falling for it. So, that having been said, let's talk a little bit about some of the news, okay? That's going on. Speaking of the Jaguars, Jaguars, they have the Titans, okay? Big, big game finale for the Titans. Playoff spot on the line for them. No running back, no Murray. Not having Murray kills this football team in this game regardless. As it is, the Jacksonville Jaguar defense is stout. Um, they're going to have a lot of problems in this game. Andrew Luck says that I don't think I'm going to need another surgery. Well, you know, let's let the doctors make that decision. And whatever you're doing to, to rehab or do what you got to do, I, I, hey, granted, wonderful. But if you're not listening to your doctors, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a big mistake. And if you don't go get that surgery, especially if it's minor or something, now do do it now. You, you got until August of next to heal it up to get ready. That's what I hate about watching football teams. So look out for that. Um, what else is going on? Todd Gurley, is he the MVP? I think he is. I, and I love I love me some Tom Brady, but Todd Gurley, say whatever you want. That's crazy. How about the Jets? The J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. They extend a contract for Todd Bowles and general and their general manager. Now, you know, I don't know if anybody's been watching the same football Jets, Jets, Jets that I watch. And, and I guess if you want to blame it on the fact they don't have a quarterback, fine. But they've got a lot of other problems on that football team. Crazy. James Harrison to the Patriots. Do you care? I mean, I, I don't know who would know the, the Steelers better, but some of the players say, hell, he doesn't even come to meetings, so what the hell do we care? Pretty awesome stuff there, by the way. Saw that saw that thing and I was like, that's crazy good. That that's how you you bounce off of that. Yeah, who cares? James never had meetings anyway. <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Matt Forte on the season ending IR for the J E T Jets Jets Jets. Uh new GM fires the uh V I uh Vice what's this? The New York Jets have fired Mark Ross. He is the team's vice president of player evaluation. 
And the reason, and he's been there for the last five years. So um, Dave Kettleman announced that move just the other day. So some moves that are happening in New York for the Giants. So, by the way, the Bills, it's they've got to have a lot of things. First of all, they've got to win today. That's number one. Bills got to win today. And uh, let's see here. Actually, mark that. Let's see what's going on. I got to click this button right here. By the way, Texans are not going to fire O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. Seriously? Help me out with that. Also, Chuck Pagano, is he going to be fired? Black Monday is tomorrow. New Year's Day, too. Bad. Black Monday. That's the way to start off the new year. Happy New Year to you. Here's your pink slip. <laughs> Anyway, that's the way that works out. Now, let's, let's talk about some of the things to play for in, in Week 17. Uh, the Bengals are going to play. Spoiler, maybe, I don't know. They eliminated the uh, Detroit Lions last week with the 26-17 win. Now they look for another opportunity this week uh, to shake up the AFC wildcard picture with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens will go ahead and grab up the fifth seed with a win over Cincinnati at home. A loss would open the door for the Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills, and Chargers to compete for the final two spots. So, interesting stuff there. But the Ravens really, um, you know, they, they beat the snot out of them last time. They played 20 to nothing. That was back in week number one, though when everybody was just getting started and everybody had different expectations. So a Ravens win will leave one playoff spot open. So if they lose, it opens up two because then they're going to be gone. So what does that mean? The Titans. Titans have got to win. And uh, in order to get that final spot, if the Ravens win, And then, so the Titans, Bills, and Chargers will be fighting for that final spot. Only one of those teams can get in, and I I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The Tennessee Titans beating uh, the uh, Houston Texans 24-13, okay? It seemed that they were all set and ready to go to make the playoffs, and then they went and slid. That whole situation for the Titans – First of all, they got to win to get in. If they don't, that's going to be a prom- problem. Now, the Tennessee Di- Titans dominated the Jaguars in the first meeting, 37-16. That was one that the Jaguars wished they had back. I don't know what was going on, but that was week number two, and I sure did not pick the Jacksonville Jaguars in that game. But this is a different Jaguar team this week. So watch out for that. That's It's going to be a very interesting game. Now, two weeks ago, the Buffalo Bills beat Miami 24-16, knocked them out of the playoffs. But a loss to the New England Patriots bumped this back on the outside looking in as far as the wild card uh, seeding. They take on Miami. Miami out of the playoffs, nothing to lose. And why this team does not start my uh, start my boy, 
is unbelievable. The Jackson, uh, the I, I'm gonna tell you, Miami is Brandon Dowdy could be your future right there in Miami, and they're not giving the guy the shot. Will he play today? Don't know. It's not even. I, I'm not even sure if he's active this week. We'll be checking all that out as we go. But for the Buffalo Bills, they need a win, and either a Baltimore loss or losses to both by Tennessee and the Chargers in order to um, get into the playoff spot. So the Bills got a lot of stuff that they got to hope for. Chargers, they, they, you know, after an 0-4 start this season, how could you, I mean, how could you, first of all, not root for them? And then second of all, the Chargers, they make the playoff with the win over the Oakland Raiders and a Tennessee loss on Sunday, which could happen. So watch out for that. Now, Los Angeles, the Chargers, they lost, uh, they've won five of its last six to get to eight and seven, heading into the final week. They go nine and six with that loss over there on the other side for the uh, – for the uh, ten, the Tennessee Titans, they're in. So that that's huge going into this game. So I I don't know. There's a lot of things to look at now. The NFC wild card situation is simple. If the Atlanta Falcons win, they're in. They have the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. You want to talk about a a fight? That'd be unbelievable. Carolina can clinch the NFC South with a win and the New Orleans Saints loss. So watch out for that. Uh, The Panthers would likely prefer home field advantage for a first-round wild-card spot, but they'll take it up on the road if it ends up happening that way. But that would either be the Saints or the Seattle Seahawks and so that would be good for them if they would get that or they could hit the road to take on a different football team. So Carolina, they won the first week, uh, the first matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, week 17, beautiful way to end it off. So that that's the situation there. Seattle, they need a win over the Arizona Cardinals and a Falcon loss to sneak into the playoff. That's how easy it is. So, and if you remember correctly, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Cardinals the first time, 21-12, and that was after a road win over the Cowboys. So, that, that those, you know, they got that win last week. That was that was good for the Seattle Seahawks. I hate the Seattle Seahawks. I'd love to see them not make the playoffs. So, my scenario is let's forget about them. So. You know, that's pretty much the way that the playoffs are rounding up here on a Sunday, getting ready to hit week 17. Now, I don't know I don't know what kind of a fan you are of certain teams or whatever the case may be, but listen to this lineup, okay? Uh Chicago and Minnesota, you know, they're they're pretty here. Let's let's first of all, let me go to the standings here and I can Get, give you an idea of what is going on as far as the NFL heading into week number 17. As there's still a lot to play for, New England, they've wrapped up play uh, the uh, the AFC East. They're 12-3. and three. 
They could lose this game, go 12-4. and four, It won't matter, but 13-3 would be a great season. Buffalo needs to win with an 8-8 eight and eight with a little help. Miami, 5-6, and six, or mark that, 6-9. and nine. And the New York Jets, 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 5-10. and ten. They keep their head coach. Over in the AFC North. Now, i got lots of people who love the fact that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 12-3. and three. They would love to see New England lose today and they get a win. They would clinch home field advantage through the whole season. That's what they're hoping for. So I'm going to hope that for the, for the Steelers fans out, okay? Although I just don't think it's going to happen, even New England, when they're playing bad, you know, they can beat the Jets at home. Over in the South, Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. They are 10-5. and five. Holy smoke. Tennessee, 8-7. and seven. They need to improve to 8-8 eight to eight and make the playoffs with a little help. Houston, 4-11, and 3-12 for the Colts. They need to get that Andrew Luck situation up underneath control. I'm going to tell you right now, because if they go and they cannot get this guy out on the football field, the Indianapolis Colts have to make a decision. Frankly, they need to make that decision in the offseason. I don't know how much he's listening to the actual team physicians, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'd be worried if I was a Colt fan. Over in the West, Kansas City Chiefs, they've clinched a home, <clears throat> mark that, a playoff spot at 9-6. and six. Chargers, if they get to 8-8 eight and eight with a little help, they'll get into the playoffs. Oakland, 6-9, and nine, they, was, they were my Super Bowl picks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Denver Broncos, 5-10, and 10, they fell off the face of their earth. Over in the NFC. Philadelphia Eagles, 13-2, even without their quarterback get the victory. The Dallas Cowboys, out of the playoffs, nothing makes me so much happier because there's a lot of stuff that will be talked about here in the offseason right here in Dallas about the Dallas Cowboys. They are 8-7. and seven. They can finish 9-7, and seven, and they still miss the playoffs. How about that? In order to make the playoffs in the NFC, you're going to have to have 10 wins. Minnesota, they wrap up the North. 12 and 3. The Detroit Lions out of the playoffs. 8 and 7, 7 and 8 for Green Bay. They're gone. 5 and 11. The Green Bay Packers. I'm telling you right now, they need to get rid of this GM after they go and get this wide receiver. Now, I'm not going to deny the guy's talent, but 50 million bucks for two years. If you go read the, the structure of that contract in two years, this guy's making $25 million. And they don't get offensive linemen? They, they get what they get. They better do some offseason work so they can protect their their asset, their franchise, their guy. They're not doing it. Chicago 5 and 10. In the South, New Orleans, 11 and 4. Carolina wrapped up a playoff spot, 11 and 4. Atlanta with a win would go to 10 and 6 and make the playoffs. And then the West's only one getting in there are the, uh, well, mark that. The Rams are in the playoffs at 11-4. and four. Seattle can get in there with a little help. So in order for you to get into the playoffs in the NFC side, you've got to win 10 games with some help. That's far better cry than what the NFC has been standing for for a long time. Gone are the days of 8-8? Eight eight? I don't know. 9-7? and seven? I don't know. But 10 wins and you need some help? Now that, 
That is a conference right there. So that's really good. Now, that having been said, that is the name of the show. We are going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And when we come back, we're going to jump into them. we got to go through all of them. My co-host signs here, but I don't have time for that. We've got 16 games on the slate, which means we got to get through all 16 games here today. So we're going to have to cover them all. So we're going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll dive into week number 17 of the NFL. We'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors, serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com.
ready for the start. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Radio, week number 17, the regular season, Austin, the way to go after this run. All the games are on today, no evening games, no Monday night football games, all 17 games. Remember, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we start our coverage of Rowland Eagles Varsity Basketball on January 2nd. We'll be bringing you the play-by-play of the Rowland Eagles Varsity Basketball team. We already did football. It's time for basketball. It's my favorite time of the year. It's my favorite call of the year. I love calling basketball. I love calling football. Don't get me wrong. We've been doing it with the indoor football uh, team of the Texas Revolution. We did that for five years. We've been doing Rowland Eagles varsity basketball. This moves into our sixth season calling Rowland Eagles varsity basketball. I'm so excited. Wanted to be able to bring you the in and out uh, burger tournament. It's not a promised one. It's if I can get over there. My work schedule just did not allow it. And then I was sick a little bit here. Um, so, but feeling much better today. Uh, fighting the cold, though, man. That flu. Yeah, soon. And by the way, guys, as soon as you get a hint of this blue that's going around, this one here is like mega. It's got like mega cells in it. You need to get some orange juice, get some oranges, and just and, and orange out, man, until you just can't stand it anymore. That's what's going to make you feel better, obviously, along with the other meds and everything. I'm not saying don't take meds, but I'm saying to follow it up with some oranges, man. So hopefully I don't feel, sound a little stuffy this morning because I don't feel stuffy. I feel good. Um, so uh, we're going to get it. Black Monday tomorrow. It may even start tonight. It may even start after the games here today. But reports going on out there is Bill O'Brien of the Houston Texans this day. Now, he is lucky he lost J.J. Watt uh, and Deshaun Watson and a couple other guys, key guys uh, in this season 
or this guy would not be the coach next year. Shouldn't be the coach anyway, regardless. That having been said, he is. And um, guess what? He's going to be there next year. Now, I'm not a big fan of this. I'm not a big believer in Bill O'Brien doing anything except being a coordinator. But he sold himself. You got to you, – you got to look at Bill O'Brien and what the Houston Texans have not been able to achieve for the last couple of years, and this guy keeping his job. You got to look at that and go, "Hey, that's pretty good." So the coaching carousel is already starting in Cincinnati. Finally, we get rid of Lewis. By the way, the Couch Potato Sports Show has been on the air since 2009, folks. In February will be our ninth season kick. We've been on air for nine years. I've been calling for Lewis's job of the Cincinnati Bengals since I think my second episode. I know it was within the first five episodes. This guy's been keeping his job for way too long. I've been calling for him ever since to be gone. Now he steps down. He gets a, and, and and I'm not I'm not too sure how I feel about the fact that this guy gets to step down more so than he gets fired. Maybe he does have that picture with the goat and the owner. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I don't know. But whatever he had, he rode the big surf all the way to 2017 to finish it up and. And but walks away cool, calm, collected. What will he do? Don't care. This is one guy that has not been able to do anything for his franchise. If anything, it's backed it up. Uh, when you got the talent that you have out on the football field for the Cincinnati Bengals, and you can't get into the playoffs, playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs. The guy, the guy is. You know, in reality, it was terrible. Crazy knucklehead, terrible. Absolutely, he's terrible, terrible. So they finally get that covered over there in Cincinnati. So, yeah, I I don't know how he does it, but he has managed to keep that job for us a long, long time. Now, Colts, Pagano, will he be gone? These are just some of the things that I think are there. Now, Jim Caldwell, we're the Lions. It's the most softest coach in the NFL. When they when we heard that hire, we were like, they might not even make the playoffs. And if they do one and done, guess what? Done. John Fox of the Chicago Bears also on the chopping block. So right there, you got Colts, Bengals, Lions, Bears. There's a four teams, and you know there'll be some surprise teams in the NFL that will make that switch. So right now, four that I'm looking at, and then you look at the rest of you look at the rest of the uh, NFL and some of the teams. And some of the teams that I think that they've got to look at. I mean, because they've already saved the Jets head coach, Washington. Will they make the switch? Giants are going to have a new coach after that whole debacle and everything. They got the interim coach over there with Spagnolio. The Arizona Cardinals, we reported this two months ago, and actually we didn't. It was Cuervo who reported it. 
has a close friend who is, you know, in the ear of Picano, says he's gone. He's going to retire. Not that he's going to get fired. He's going to retire. Cleveland, they'll have a new coach. Maybe, maybe not. Nope. They already said Hugh Jackson. Going to stay. Will Dallas make the cut? That's going to be a huge one. You got to watch out for that one. Will they, even though they say they support Bill O'Brien, will they make the cut for the Houston Texans? Watch for that one. Will the Seahawks need a new coach or will they fight? What I mean by will they need it? Will that whole situation that is blown up there? They don't make the playoffs. Will Pete Carroll keep his job? Will he walk away from it like he did in Southern Cal? We we know the guy can walk out the door before he gets fired. So will that happen? Miami, no, they got they're going to be happy with him. He's got more than one year. He's going to be fine. Baltimore will have a decision if they don't make the playoffs. Denver is another team that I think could be making a a move for a player's coach. Tampa Bay, if they don't get rid of that guy, listen to all these teams. My gosh. So, Denver, Cincinnati, Baltimore. Well, Buff, they, they say they're the Buff, Buffalo Bills. I mean, I don't know if they'll make the make the change. Seattle, Washington, Arizona. Jets say they're going to keep their guy. They say Bill O'Brien. Indianapolis, Detroit, maybe Dallas. And then John Fox, that's about 13 coaches that could get the axe. 13 teams, 13 coaches gone. It'll be interesting, Black Monday, boy. And I'll be, and, and guess who has the day off? Old Sonny Clark. And I'm going to be watching that. We're gonna, And we're probably going to be doing a show tomorrow. We'll recap the games today. But we'll be looking at these coaching changes. Should be a very interesting day. In the NFL tomorrow. So that having been said, of course, that is the name of our show. It happens every week here. We'll continue our show every once in a while. We may or may not have a show in the off season, but during the playoffs, all the way to the Super Bowl, we're on every Sunday. So you'll get that. We may. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, we might have to do the. We we might have to get up on the area either Friday or Saturday for the games that are going to be played on Saturday next week. So. That's something that we've got to think about. So uh, we'll try to keep you informed on where we are as far as that is concerned. That having been said, now let's do this. Let's get into the games that we have got going on this week. There's going to be some good ones. I don't know if we'll see starters or if not, but let's start. In in Minnesota, where the Bears were 5-10, they went last week. Minnesota won two in a row, and – in a game that don't matter. Does that matter? Does that make sense? Yes. Does it matter? My Minnesota's all set and ready to rock and roll. Now, 
Minnesota with their situation. I don't know good, bad, or indifferent, but I will say this. You look at the standings in the NFC, and they have not wrapped up home field advantage. So a win here is kind of important depending upon what you think needs to happen. So mark that. Let me let me just let me just go through this thing here as I'm looking at it. Philadelphia has wrapped up home field advantage. So Minnesota don't really have much to play for in reality. They wrapped up the second one. So a lot you know and that whole situation with, with what's going on in New Orleans and Carolina, they can have the same record, but Minnesota will wrap it up. They can't lose this game. I, I think they need to win the game. So they got their division. So th- now who's going to get those those home field games? Minnesota will probably get a home field game to win this game. And the Bears are not a good football team. John Fox may be gone as soon as the game is over. But what? So, but who's going to start? Who's going to play? That's what's hard about these games, trying to pick who's going to win. I mean, Minnesota, I think they'll have a lot of seconds in this game. Um, but they'll start off, obviously, with the starters. The Bears will have their starters. So, the Vikings were 2-2. Two and two. Um, the last time that these guys put put it together. So, now, that having been said, you think about what this is all about as far as they, where the standings are and how Chicago will respond. That's going to be the big question here. The Bears, they're 5-10, and 10, Minnesota 12-3. and three. It's the last game of the season. And I will tell you right now, if you think about – how these two teams kind of went in two different directions since last time that they met. It's going to be huge. And mostly, it's about Case Keenum filling in for Sam Bradford after he goes down, and obviously Teddy Bridgewater and everything else. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is the emergency quarterback. This is exactly where Teddy needs to be. Teddy has no business starting these games. He hasn't even seen any time except for, you know, at the end of the game where he was driving his coach nuts wanting to get out on the football field. But Case Keenum right now, if you look at this, his numbers this year coming in, I mean, this guy had just got a huge payday. He may or may not be with Minnesota. He may start next year for Minnesota, depending on Teddy Bridgewater. He may bolt to a different team. That'll get him more money. Case Keenum right now has reinserted himself as a guy that – you may want at the quarterback position for your football team. That means Sam Bradford, the injury guy that gets the last $42 million contract as the starting quarterback before they go into all this rookie caps and everything else, he's got all of his money. Will Sam Bradford be with that football team? Of course not, he won't. Guy can't stay on the football field as far as health is concerned, and you're Sam Bradford, you end up on a different football team. Mark my words, that's what's going to happen. So now you got Case Keenum, who's going in. He's the best story of the season uh, for quarterbacks as far as guys coming out of nowhere and doing exactly what his role is. 
They bring him in here and try to win football games in the absence of your starter, which in turn makes him a starter. So watch out for that. Uh, Minnesota long snapper Kevin McDermott suffered a shoulder injury and left the Packers game early last week. He's expected to be back for the playoffs. He's not going to play today. That is an interest. It's not important. They need their guys healthy for the playoffs. But since Minnesota has clinched that playoff bird, they need this win over Chicago or the Panthers' loss in the Carolina game and to get the first round by. That's what they need. Minnesota win and the Chicago uh, win over Chicago and then the Panthers lost a Carolina game and Atlanta to clinch it. Actually, they can win or a Panthers loss. Mark that. Or a Panthers loss uh, to the Atlanta Falcons to clinch the home field for the first round uh, wild card area. So, Bears, they've won two of their last three, okay? I don't know if they're below expectations or not, probably for the whole season. I mean, look who had who they had for their quarterback to start the season off. Now, if your expectations were playoffs, then you, you are blind. But I like their new quarterback, this new kid coming in there and doing what he's got to do as a rookie and taking his tumbles. This is a great thing for the Bears. All you got to do is look back at Jared Goff. Look what he's doing this year. Now, he's got a great coach over there. Now they're in a coaching situation over in Chicago. Whether or not he's going to be there or not, that's going to be the question. So, now, Chicago gets his, uh, the fifth win at home, Christmas Eve, beating the Browns 20-3. to um, Not a great game for Michael Trubisky, the quarterback, the rook. So, you know, he is still – Trying to learn the game. It's 14 23, 193, and kept the Browns winless, by the way. Will the Browns go undefeated? <laughs> Mark that. Will they go defeated through the whole season? They're 0 and 16. Man, that's a bad football team. Woo! That's a bad, bad, bad football team. Um, also, Trebinsky, um, rushing uh, seven times, 44 yards, touchdown. 2015 yards passing and 11 starts. Averaging about 200 a game. Um, right now, Mitchell Trubisky is the top uh, rookie passer in Bears history. Whoop-de-doo. I mean, re- really be honest, I'm not sure the last time a rookie quarterback did anything for Chicago. This game's important. I'm going to go Minnesota in this game because I think they need – I mean, they need to do it on their terms, not let somebody else – figure out whether or not they're going to have an opportunity to win. Now, that having been said, Minnesota definitely have got to make sure they get out of this game without losing vital personnel, or that could be very, very bad for them going into this game. So, so, but I am on Minnesota in this game. Next game that's up here is those Cleveland Browns. How bad are they there? Haven't got a win. And what happened? They got to go on the road to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, they got to try to upend Pittsburgh in order to go not completely defeated, 0-16. I, I, there's not much hope here. 
And, and it's not because I want to see it. It's just more the fact that, first of all, the Steelers, even with their backup quarterback, could beat this football team. Which, by the way, if you look at, at Pittsburgh, if they have vital personnel out on the football game in this football game, they will get what's coming to them. And what I mean by that is, is that their starters shouldn't even hit the field in this game. I hear about it, you know, they need to get the reps. Ah, BS. Pittsburgh Steelers, if they want to win the Super Bowl, they won't have their starters out in this game. They will roll with the punches and let the Cleveland Browns try to get a victory against their seconds. Starting linemen, quarterback, none of them out on the football field. And this would be stupid. I'm coming out up on there. This would be stupid. The seconds could beat the, the Cleveland Browns. That's how bad they are. And if you're the Cleveland or the Pittsburgh Steelers, you don't want to do this yourself in a situation where the opportunity for you losing your main starters will happen. It's not a good thing. So Pittsburgh, don't start your starters. Let your seconds beat this bad football team. I don't have a lot to say about that game. So we're going to head on to the next game, which is the Dallas-Philly game. This interesting game. Dallas Cowboys out of it. And Philly, they've wrapped up home field. They play their starters. They're stupid. Now, granted, they got the first round by, which means they're already. But give them another week. Give your starters another week. This is silly. Dallas Cowboys going to win this game. When you think about what's going on in this game as far as the future of this football team. I hate to admit my brother is right, but he is right. There's only one football team that can go into Philly and beat them, and that was a football team who was outdoors last year. Played outdoors in a lot of games this year. That also helped them as well. But, you know, all the other teams besides Minnesota in the NFC, have got to go to outdoors Philly cold weather. Oh, boy, Ed, is it cold outside? You want to talk about cold? I mean, it is, it's cold outside, guys. But Dallas is going to Philly outside. They should win this game. Philly's won their last three. Dallas lost last week, got knocked out of the playoffs. Then we heard all the boo-hoo and crying coming, you know, regarding Des Bryant, which I have came strictly out. This guy's a punk. He's always been a punk. He will always be a punk. Whether or not the Dallas Cowboys have him on his football team is not going to be the reason why they have success out on the football field. And I'm going to tell you this straight out. The Dallas Cowboys are better off without Des Bryant. You take this cancer, which he is, and I'm going to put it out there. This guy's far worse than Terrell Owens ever was. And when you're the scum of the earth, you are the pus that eats off the bacteria on the bottom of the surface dwelling scum of the earth. Yeah, I'm just telling you how I feel about him. The Dallas Cowboys are a better football team without him. Now, will Jerry fall for that? No. Jerry will figure out a way to keep this guy. Obviously, he's not going to keep it for the money that he's going to be making. Now, and if you're Des Bryant, I'm, this is what I'm just going to say. He's not smart enough to take a pay cut. Yeah, I said it. 
He's not smart enough for the man that made him where he is and gave him the chance. So he's not smart enough to take the pay cut in order to stay on this football team. I don't even know if it'll be offered. But the Dallas Cowboys say, you know, hey, Des, you're going to have to have to take that cut. First of all, Des Bryant's not smart enough to say, okay, I, you know, Jerry, you did me a solid. Let me do you a solid. This guy doesn't know what payback means. See, that's what happens when you're the scum of the earth. If you're the scum of the earth, you don't realize what Jerry Jones did for you. And this guy don't have a clue, by the way. He don't have a clue. Hopefully, for Dallas' sake, he stays that pump that he is. And hopefully, for Dallas' sake, that he realizes, and I'm talking about Des Bryant, hopefully, for their sake, that he, he doesn't need Dallas. Because if he does have something in his mind where he will say, you know what? You know, Dallas has been good to me. Yeah, I'll take a pay cut so I can stay right here. That'd be bad for this football team. As it is, the relationship between Dak and Dez, not there. The love Tony Romo had for him obviously was there. Should Dak have a love affair with Dez? Hell no. You develop the chemistry with the guys that you can do it with. Obviously, the Dak to Dez, you know, wave that they could have been right is not going to be there. How many years do you need to see it? Not only that, this guy's a crybaby. And that crybaby bullshit attitude that this guy has, it doesn't feel good. So Dallas Cowboy fans, be glad you get rid of the scum of the earth off of your football team if that's what happens. And be very happy that you get a third rounder to walk in there, a third-string quarterback from any other football team that at least can present himself in a way of some kind of professionalism because he doesn't look at this game as a profession. He looks at it as his center stage, and it's all about him. And that's been his problem throughout his career here in Dallas. Now, I'm not saying that's Bryant's the reason why Dallas Cowboys are not a good football team, but he is, sure is. One of the reasons, he's a cancer. They can't get over the hump because of the cancer. He can't get enough because of the cancer. And Dallas Cowboys could be much better without him. Get a guy that Dak can feel comfortable throwing the football because Dak doesn't want to come into every freaking huddle and have Dez in his ear saying, get me the damn ball. Now, I'm not saying that happened, but I'm going to tell you, if I had money on it, I bet you I bet you it does happen. I bet you that's what's exactly what's being said. Your Dallas Cowboys are so much better without this guy, and hopefully he doesn't get a brain about him and he will be gone. See, there's certain reasons why people hate the Dallas Cowboys, and Des Bryant is one of them. When you hit your mother, I, listen, you can – you can come up – the only reason why you hit your mother is that that woman is coming at you with butcher knife or has a gun in their hand, which was not the case here. There's absolutely no reason. Now, 
she's no much better than he is. She took the money, kept her mouth shut. So I don't feel, but when you hit your mother, you put yourself into where people look at you and go, oh my God, you are a scumbag. You can't feel sorry for him. I don't. And if you do, that's your problem. You cannot fall for this guy. And Dallas Cowboys are so much better without him. Now, I think they get the win here today, not because they're a better football team, okay? I am mild. They're not as good as they are. But I'm going to tell you right now, this game here, this Philly should not – I mean – there should not be one starter out on the football field. How about you get the bye and you get this week. No starters out on the football field. They get rest. They get the bye, and then they're all set and ready to go. They get two weeks of break, and the Dallas Cowboys, just like the Minnesota Vikings, have no business starting anybody out on the football field. Not even close. So you've got to ask yourself the question if you're a Dallas, uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan. How are you going to feel if you lose one of your major starters in this week's game? Oh, you didn't know? But let's find out what you have to call somebody. somebody. Sunny Clark, what's up? Happy New Year's Eve to you, my friend. <laughs> good morning. Happy, yeah, good morning to you. Happy New Year's Eve to you, my friend. Yes, and I'm gonna get home at I'm gonna get home at five o'clock and lock myself in the house and just ride out this. I'll probably be in bed by ten. <laughs> oh, you're not you're not a stay up till midnight kind of guy. No, I, you know tomorrow's just another day in the life of Sunny Clark, and believe well, me, staying up past it. Being dead tired the next day is going to be crazy. And the reason, I'm going to tell you the main reason why I'm going to bed early. You know what tomorrow is, right? Uh, Well, tomorrow's New Year's Day. (laughs) Right. But it is, uh, are we talking sports related? Yes. Sports related tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I I definitely know what tomorrow is. I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch those games. Black no 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 Black Monday. I know you're a college guy, but no Black Monday is tomorrow. And oh yeah, we that might too. have it start the night. I went through the list of the teams. There's 13 teams that could, 15 that already say they're going to keep their guy. Um, but mm-hmm. two other, but but there's 13 possible football moves that will happen maybe 15 if they say that you know I think the Jets are going to keep their guy and Bill O'Brien they're going to get but outside those two teams there's 13 teams that could make the head coaching job oh Black Monday and it might even start today Clarabelle. that's right you know you're right sometimes it's it's an early uh, Black Sunday uh, you know Black Sunday night yeah. so and, and yeah. you know there's already reports about certain guys coming back and not coming back and and I'm sure we're going to get into all that stuff, which, you know, one that's near and dear to my heart, um, yeah. you know, saying that he will not be back, which, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 I mean, he's won, what, six games in two seasons? It's, you know, not very good. So, <laughs> Yeah, kind of sad. Kind of sad. I understand that. Yeah, hey, a little bit. All right. 
All right, now I've jumped into some games. Okay, why you were? Because we got we got to cover them all here today. Um, so mm-hmm. I've already talked about Minnesota, Chicago. Um, you know, in Minnesota starting starting guys today would be stupid for a football team. But then again, they've been the smartest teams in the world out there. But uh, the seconds against your Chicago Bears starters, I still think they get the win. Um, how do you think the mental state of your Chicago Bears are going into this game? Uh, I think they're just looking forward to next season, Sonny. I, I honestly don't think they care whether they lose or win this game. Um, I would prefer them to lose, obviously, for draft purposes. But um, what I would tell you is that no matter if they win by 40 or if they lose by one point or no matter what the outcome, John Fox will most likely not be back in Chicago. And as I said before, it, it's not going to ruin my New Year's. Trust me when I say right. that. So now, but now, obviously, the, you know, it, it's it's time to look forward and what direction do the Bears go? Do they go with another defensive guy uh, or do they do they look into the offense and say, we need a we need a guy that can help this team, you know, develop Mitch Trubisky, uh, uh, you know, get a better offensive line for Jordan Howard and get some receivers. Because, I mean, to me, those are the three big things with the Bears is, the offense is just horrible right now. And, and right. I, I really do feel, and this is not me being just a homer, I really do feel like we've got something with Mitch. I really do I feel like there's should. something there with him. Go ahead, Sonny. I'm sorry. All right. I, I think you do, too. I think, you you know, I, I said it after the first game. The future's so bright, you know, your, your Bear fans got to wear shades. I think I think as far as your quarterback position is good. I, they definitely need to do something with this development, which from week year or from year one to year two, you know, you know, you hope it's a Jared Goff kind of progression uh, with Mitchell Trubisky, which I know you would be ecstatic about. But if he turns around, and has that sophomore slump. I hope they are set and ready to go with a quarterback coach that can get him to the Jarrett Goff type of uh, a second year compared to, you know, the many, many that fell in the wayside with the sophomore slump. Yeah, and you know what, Sonny? I mean, even if he does have that, that bad sophomore slump type season, me personally, I'm not going to hit the panic button. It's just It's just a matter of, because you have to look at the overall picture. So if he does go into the sophomore slump, right, number one question is going to be, well, what's different about this year's team compared to last year's team? Did they do New anything coach. to try and improve this team, you know, the offense? And, and if the answer is, is no, then obviously, I mean, you can't expect change if, if, if you don't do something about it. Uh, right. But the, if the answer is yes, that, you know, we went out and got us a, a premier receiver or beefed up the offensive line a little bit more, uh, whatever the case may be, then I, I wouldn't say I'd be concerned, but I'd be, I'd be kind of, you know, let's, let's look at year three. And, and I think from there we'll know for sure what we've got with Trubisky. So with that said, I mean, I, I mean, it all depends on what the, what the GM Ryan Pace does in the off season to improve this, this offense. I think the defense, is fine. It can always get better. Uh, however, I do think that um, uh, I think it, as long as Vic Fangio stays around, the defensive coordinator, uh, I think the defense will continue to improve. I think Kyle Fuller is 
is starting to, you know, become, uh, a, a, you know, a very solid corner. I'm not going to say a top corner in the league or anything like that. Uh, but I think he's a number one on our team. So, right. and that's, that's very important. You know, you have to have that shutdown corner. And I think Kyle Fuller can be that guy as, as long as Vic is there to continue to develop him. Uh, we get Leonard yeah. Floyd back, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, get some pieces that we're missing uh, that went on IR this year. And, and, you know, next year could could potentially be a, a season where we compete in the NFC North. Um, however, again, it all depends on what they do offensively and, you know, the head coach. Take a look at this football team on Minnesota on the other side. I, I, don't, I don't risk Case Keenum for one play in this game. But we all know he's going to be in there. I mean, it's just a dumb move. I, 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 I know you want to get him out, but, man, if you're Minnesota, man, I don't think you even take the risk. You've had Case Keenum all year long playing well and above of what he does. I'm not even worried about Case Keenum. So you get him this week a break. You get him on – if you get the buy, you get him on the buy next week. Um, you get two weeks off maybe with this guy. It, big mistake starting – you know, Case Keenum from Minnesota, should any of the starters play in this game? I think the seconds, unfortunately, can beat your Bears, so why put them in? Yeah, no, you're right, Sonny. Um, but, however, I, I will say this. For a guy like Case Keenum who has little to no – actually, I don't think he's ever played in a playoff game. So this is going to be his first playoff game. And, you know, the problem with that is they're going to have a bye week. So next week they're not playing, okay? Yep. So with that said, if um, if if it doesn't work, I mean, because Minnesota doesn't hasn't wrapped up that bye. By the way, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, they haven't. Um, I mean, obviously, there's other teams that can still come in there and, and 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 steal that that other bye week. I don't see it happening though. I think Minnesota takes care of business today. Um, but you know what? What I what I would tell you, Sonny, is that. I think for Case Keenum, I think you almost if, – if you're Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Vikings, and this is a slap in the face to my Chicago Bears, what I'm about to say, but you know what? It's week 17. It is what it is. The Bears, their season's over after, you know, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. For Minnesota, you almost got to treat this game like a preseason, depending on, on how the game is going. Uh, you know, if, if they're up – 24 to 3 at halftime. Case Keenum's out. That, that's what I would do. If, if they've got this game well in hand, I think you take those guys out and, and let the uh, let the backups finish it off. Um, you know, but if it's a close game, I could see him going into the third quarter and stuff like that um, because there is still something to play for. I mean, nothing is locked up yet. You know, a team like the Eagles, as you mentioned, there there's really no point in you know, putting any starters in or stuff like that. They've got everything locked up already. So, yep, um, exactly. you know, as far as that's concerned, I, I mean, if you're the Eagles, I mean, Nick Foles should probably play too much. Um, Alshon Jeffrey yep. probably shouldn't play too much. Some of the yep. defensive starters probably shouldn't play too much. Uh, that that game should definitely be treated like a preseason game. For Minnesota, though, I think you have to kind of see how the, the – the, the game is going and then determine whether you're going to pull starters, you know, second, yep. third quarter, maybe even early fourth. Interesting. Interestingly enough, uh, 
the the type of guys. I mean, they want to play, and I get it. But at the same time, you got to protect your investment of this year. Which, by the way, if you're Minnesota without Teddy Bridgewater, you weren't thinking you were going to be 13, or 12 and three uh, on a two game winning streak going into week number 17 with the chance to lock up home field advantage or yeah, at least the first round bye. So that having been said, that's good for them. So I, I like that mm-hmm. whole situation as far as that's concerned. We also talked about. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, I don't even think you're dumb enough to think that the seconds from Pittsburgh couldn't beat the Cleveland Browns here today. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even and even though um, even though you know, uh, Bell, Le- Le'Veon Bell and Big Ben are not going to play today, I-, I still think, I know, I think it's going to be close. I think I think Cleveland could really compete with, with the Steelers today without those two guys, but um, yeah, I, I don't I don't foresee Pittsburgh losing this game. So, right, because Antonio Brown is still going to play from what I, from what it sounds like. Um, no, he's not going to play. No, well, I mean, I, I don't. I have, they, haven't, they haven't said. So I know Bell and, and oh, that, that injury. If I'm not mistaken, it was like calf or some kind of leg injury, and, and Pittsburgh Steelers are. I, I don't even think they're dumb enough to risk him uh, going into oh, the with right. the injury. You're right. Yeah, so, I forgot all so about that. that. Yeah, he's he's not going to play today. Uh, so that that'll be a thing. And I still think Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, it, may, it might be an entertaining game, but you know, um, but Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland. I'm. Mean, oh my gosh, 0 16. I mean, my gosh, you're going back to the Lions when they did it, and then before that, I mean, years and years. I mean, you got to get a win. Um, Cleveland. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I was joking with a friend of mine who's a big Cleveland. Brown fan. I mean, the only positive about the Cleveland Browns, if you're a fan, is that you can start getting, you know, Cleveland Brown memorabilia and sweatshirts and hats, you know, at half price at week number six. I mean, because <laughs> they're just so bad. I mean, so you can, mm-hmm. you can get the merch cheap. Um, so, but take away from that, I mean, there's nothing really. I mean, so, but now, I, I, I'm going to put it out there. I'm glad that the Browns have decided that they're going to keep Hugh Jackson. They have made that announcement. So I'm saying, well, maybe he'll stay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Good they, for them. they may change their mind on that. I don't know. But he would have been uh, one of the guys to get there. But I give you a, give you a chance, please, one shot. So And John Fox out in Chicago, your guy. So that you mm-hmm. know, leads us here to the Dallas-Philly game. Uh I, I'm up on Dallas. I think they'll be able to beat Philly in Philly with, you know, what's going on. Uh, and Philly's not going to have their guys in there. So, really, Dallas should win this football game. But do the Dallas Cowboys make that coaching change? I mean, we've been hearing – I mean, here in Dallas, I mean, the chatter is chattering. And I never thought – I I mean, I, and I know some, some of the complaints about it. Number one, play calling ability. He needs someone either, A, that needs to call the plays, get them in there, what's going on, figure out time as far as timeouts and where you are with the clock and what you've got to do. Get him some cliff notes from Bill Parcells or somebody because the time management, clock management is horrible in Dallas. Uh, play calling, you know, calling certain plays at certain times of the game. This guy needs another guy. This guy needs an offensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator that knows what the hell they're doing because the, the Dallas Cowboys – their play calling ability and when they do what they do is it, it, if it's noticeable to me that it's the dumbest thing, 
it's pretty obvious, Cuervo. So this, Dallas Cowboys got to love. I mean, like I said, Jason Garrett, he's got a stock and chapstick, and he asked Jerry which flavor he would like to be to where he, when he kisses <laughs> his ass on Monday morning. So, you know, so, I mean, Jerry Jones loves the guy. He loves the yes guy that will do what he wants. And Jason Garrett is, hey, let's, I'm going to give Jason Garrett all the credit in the world. He knew this going in. So he's just rolling dice and just making his millions as he goes along. Do you think Dallas Cowboys make a change this year or do they keep Jason Garrett? Ness, also remember, you know, obviously the whole Zeke thing and coming off a 13 and 3 season last year. I don't, there's not a snowball chance in hell they get rid of this guy. But yet, it's the talk of the town. Will the Dallas Cowboys make a move? Um, no. I don't think so, Sonny. Honestly, I think they keep Jason Garrett. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the situation with Dallas, you know, you can, you can talk about certain things, you know, with the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott, you know, that's why they, they didn't perform as well. They didn't win as many games. And I don't know. I mean, maybe you could make that argument. Um, but at the same time, I think you have to – take a look at well even last year I mean there, there were no excuses like Dallas was primed to make a run and and win and they didn't they they were uh-huh. one and done in the playoffs so it kind of just makes you wonder like are they ever going to get past that that wall that they've been hitting for the past you know few years that they that they have been competing if not then I mean it wouldn't be the worst idea to, to maybe look in another direction, but at the same time, you start thinking, well, where do we go? What direction do we go if that is the case? You know, who would they look at as a, as a head coach? You know, who would they look at as, as a guy to replace Garrett? Right. Yeah, who are they going to get? It's almost like quarterback position. Everybody talks about who are they going to get. Same thing. I, you know, I don't know. I think Jason stays. I think he's got one more year to do something. I mean, and, and that's, you know, with health of players, um, you know, offensive line kind of depleted a little bit. Everybody talked about it. Listen, I, you know, I talked about this offensive line last year and the year before that. It wasn't the best in the NFL. Everybody swore to me, Sonny, you're wrong. But just, you know, keeping guys healthy and, and guys in the lineup know Sean Lee hurts this football team. Sean Lee better teach whatever he's teaching to somebody because this guy can't stay out on the football field for long enough. And when they don't have their defensive leader out on the football field, it's hard for this team to win, even with that, even with Tyron Smith, even with the happy Des Bryant, which we know the punk thug that he is. Mark that, punk, not thug, just a punk. This guy's a scum of the earth. Uh, you know, Dallas Cowboys, better off without this, Brian, or better with them? What do you think right now? I mean, as you've seen last week, you've seen the crybaby bullshit tank tactics on the sideline last week for the Dallas Cowboys and, and Des Bryant. I mean, I, this guy's a cancer. He's worse than Terrell Owens ever, is, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I think it's, I think they're making it pretty obvious I mean, that they don't really want much to do with Des Bryant anymore. I mean, Look you at his production think. this year. Good point. Look at his produ- I mean, I, you know, I, I could sit point. there and I watch and I watch the, the, the Cowboys game. I watch Dallas. And let me tell you, you, you would have never known that 
Des Bryant was their number one receiver because Never. It, they, all year they long. rarely they rarely throw to him anymore. I mean that that and that's what I see as is a as a problem, you know, in reality is the fact that they don't utilize him. And they're, they're kind of like what the New England Patriots do sometimes with certain guys. They phase them out and, um, you know, they just kind of like, that's their way of saying, yeah, we don't, we don't want you around anymore. So yep. that, that's what I kind of see with Dallas is that they're, 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 they're slowly phasing him out of their future plans. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's something that, uh, you know, I think you have to look at and, 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 I mean, I don't know if he's under contract anymore or, or what yeah, the yeah. situation he's is. Under contract. Let me, I, and that's the next question I want to throw at you. Okay. I, you didn't hear it because I was on before you got up. So I want to get your take with obviously you not knowing what I'm going to say. Is Des Bryant smart enough to take a pay cut and stay with the Dallas Cowboys? Or if the Cowboys came up and said, hey, Des, you're going to have to take a pay cut, would he fly? Because he's going to get that money, okay, straight out. The guy's going to get that money. It's going to happen. It's within the contract mm-hmm. and everything else. But if they let him go and everything else. So does, does Bryant take the pay cut and stay with the Dallas Cowboys, or does he fly and go out of Dallas? What do you think? Honestly, I, I could see him leaving. I could see him leaving um, because he just seems like the type that, you know, he wants – he wants his money, and th- and that's fine. I understand right. it. You know, I mean, I get it. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to get paid, right? Everybody wants to get yep. paid. Everybody wants to get problem paid. with that. Yep. Yeah, but the problem, Sonny. The problem with that though is, who's going to pay him? Who's going to pay him? Who do you oh, see? Oh, come on, come on, come on! The NFL is full of stupid football teams. I mean. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, you see some of these signings. You go, you know, which, by the way, we're going to talk about in the next game after the break. Um, stupid signings out in the NFL. Someone's going to do something stupid. I mean, you can't, you can't trust the team in the NFL. I mean, in the Jets, Buffalo. I mean, they're in Washington. I mean, Giants. I mean, I can name seven teams right now that this guy could go to that would fit the type of game that they play, which is selfish type of things, Seattle would be a place that he could go there, you know, know, for the type of thing. Although Russell Wilson is not that kind of guy, but that's the kind of team that they are, the selfishness, look at me kind of deal, which is obviously the demise of the Seattle Seahawks in reality. I've been talking about it for two years. Um, So that whole thing is all falling apart. That'd be a great place for him to go. Go go to a place where it's all falling apart and he can just help with the crumble. But, you know, that's what's kind of – so what I'm saying is I don't think think Des Bryant's smart enough or, not only that, thankful enough to Jerry Jones for putting up with his nonsense that he's been putting out on the football field and off of the football field. You know, you know, be thankful to where I don't think he's smart enough to, to say, yeah, you know what? Jerry, you're right. I'll take the pay cut. I just don't see it in the kid. And, and listen, mm-hmm. I'll be the first to say I was <laughs> sorry. Um, I'll be the first to say I was wrong if he stays here. I, I'd be the first to admit if they came up and said, Des, you got to take the pay cut. And he says, okay, I'll do it. I would be so totally. But listen, I, you know, 
these football players, they're, they're so predictable, Cuervo. There are certain guys that would do that, and Des Bryant doesn't fall up underneath that kind of definition. You, you look at the Peyton Manning guys. You, you look at successful guys, you know, that are positive. These are guys that would do that. Des just doesn't fall in line with that kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Sonny. I mean, I mean, we we've seen his, his antics every now and then, uh, and you know, he just, you know, it, it, it's just like, but it's just like any other receiver when they don't get the ball, you know, it's it's a bad day. It's a bad day for yeah. him, and, and he tries to bring other people down. But uh, when he is getting the ball, hey, life is great, and you know, he loves being a part of the organization. You know, you hear all that cliche crap that that uh, that they say and whatnot, and. That's my quarterback. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, who could ever forget that one? <laughs> Speaking of Terrell Owens. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? It, it, We're going to find out in, in next month if he's a uh, Hall of Fame finalist. And, and, and I think we're still on the same page. If he's not, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Somebody should uh, get, uh, oh, how do they call it, fired? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, honestly, Sonny, like you know, as much as 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 much, I mean, you know him, you've met the guy, yep. and I've met him, you know, him up close uh, and personal. Exactly. So, and and as much as you don't like him and you think he's a jerk, um, yep. You know, I, I do remember you saying that he should, but he's also a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Absolutely, so, should have been first know. ballot. I mean, you just look at those numbers. You got you got to say yes to this guy. I mean, oh, you, you look definitely. at the, the numbers. They say it all the time, McQuarrie, right? Numbers don't lie. I mean, so they don't. Yeah. So it, it, this is a personal vendetta against them. And I get it. I understand where they're coming from. You don't want to. You, you don't want to. You know, just you know, heave greatness upon a punk that he has been over the years. But the simple fact of the matter is, his numbers reflect it. I hate Richard Sherman, too. I'm not going to say the guy don't have talent. I'm not that stupid. But the, the NFL writers and the voters are that stupid. That's exactly what they're doing. They're just they're resisting the fact that this guy was one of the best. He's top three of, of all time. But yet they, they got a personal vendetta against the guy because they hate him. I get it. I understand. I hate Richard Sherman. But I'm not going to say he's not one of the best to play out there on, on, on the corner on the island out there. I'm usually on the right-hand side. He's one of the best there to play. I hate that's one of the reasons why I hate him, never mind the fact that he's got a big mouth about it. But I'm not going to say that Richard Sherman's mm-hmm. not yeah, – and Richard Sherman is Hall of Fame-type player, and I hate that too. Uh, but I'm going to put it out there. That guy, you know, watch out for him. That guy should be in the Hall of Fame quite possibly. So it, it's a matter of getting around your bias and your hate, and that's what the, the sports writers don't have. They can't get around it, or they hate the Dallas Cowboys, or they just hate him, or they hate the team that he played for. You know, so I think if they don't get around it, it's an obvious black ball going against Terrell Owens and where he's at. So that you're absolutely right about that. Now, they, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, they get ter- that game's going on today. You think Dallas gets over the Philadelphia Eagles because of the fact that we're probably not going to see a lot of starters in this game either. I mean, they have absolutely nothing to lose except players getting hurt out on the football field in a meaningless football game. 
You know what, Sonny? I actually, I actually do like the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Me too. Um, yeah. I, I like, I like them to win just because. Simply, I mean, it's not that I think the the Cowboys are a better team. I just think the Eagles could care less about winning this game, and I think they're going to treat this game. It's just a throwaway game. It's another. It's it's a second. It's an extra bye week for them. So, um, you know, obviously the 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 game that matters to them is two weeks from now. You know, whoever they're going to face. So. Um, yeah, I actually I actually picked Dallas to win this game. Okay, so I'm sorry. I was doing a, a quick screening out there. Um, so uh, uh, Bryce is online. He's going to join. By the way, Bryce, just to let you know, we are going to go into a break. Um, and we're going to beat Bryce. And Bryce was came in a lot of times uh, during the beginning of the season. Um, but we do have to go. We're going to cut the break. So we got to do that. We got to get that out of the way. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, all the other games. I mean, these are the toughest games to pick. I mean, there's no – there's, you know, you can look at numbers in these games all day long, but you also got to remember what's up on the line. Will you pick this certain team over this certain team because of the situation? Probably not. So we'll be looking at that. So look out for that. So that having been said, we're going to do that. We're going to go ahead. We're going to go into uh, a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the NFL, some of the playing coaches that changes that we expect. We're going to still look at all the games and have a lot to talk about here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said, week number 17 of the NFL. We'll be right back. Hunter Tree Service and Subgrinding offers more than just tree trimming and removal. We also offer landscaping services, planting, fertilization, stump grinding, and tree health. So if your tree was hit by lightning like mine, or you just need regular tree maintenance, Contact Chad Hunter at 972-971-4036. That's 972-971-4036. And let him know you heard it on the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks, amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66, with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not nine Chadwick. Dot JP Homes for Sale. Dot com. 
At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chain Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. I did call you guys a couple weeks ago. I was on the line, but no one saw me. Ah, sorry about that. I'm pretty good at that, aren't I, Cuervo? <laughs> oh, yeah, most no definitely, Sonny. Guys, let me yeah. start out by saying, Sonny, I was a year off on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you a believer now? <laughs> no. No. No, I, no I, I love them. Don't get me wrong. This is, how, how is Blake Bortles going to get past Ben Roethlisberger. How's Blake Bortles hey, going to get how past? Hey, listen, how about Bortles? How's, he how's, hasn't been great oh, this he, year, but he's been better. Oh, he, 
Last last week was awful. It was got that's the real Blake Bortles last week, by the way. That's not a, that's an illusion. All right. Last week is the reason why the Jaguars are not gonna get past my one the, the Steelers and the uh New England Patriots are not gonna make the Super Bowl. One year they'll win week number one, but as soon as they gotta hit one of those two, it's done and over. Love my Jags, but they don't have a chance, my friend. You gotta have a quarterback in this league. Sonny, I can't look. Blake Bortles is an average quarterback. I'll give it to you. And look, let me give credit. Um, let me give let me give credit. Let me give credit to the Jaguars. They came into Pittsburgh week five. We haven't talked in a while. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and they yeah, beat they did. I think some of the I think some of the turnovers were a little fluky in terms of the way the balls bounced, but they still played good defense and their offense was very physical. I give them credit for that. But Come on, Sonny. You got to give credit to your Jags. We predicted them to win last year. They credit. broke our hearts. But look what they did this year. They won that division. It looks like they're going to be at least eleven and five. You got to give them some credit. Come on, man. I, I get. I give them the credit for being good. But until this football team decides that they are going to do the right thing, which is get a quarterback, they are not going to get past Ben Roethlisberger. They're not going to get past Tom Brady. It's just not going to happen. We all know that. But that having been said, let me hit this button right here. Let me bring him in. He's the good old boy himself coming to you from Georgia. He is the fine host of Wayne Sports Talk. It is Brian Tarvin. How you doing, my friend? Good morning. Brian. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Tarvin. We got uh, Bryce online. He's joined us uh, quite a bit th- throughout the season, so we got him online as well. Uh, just, just really quick here. I mean, a- am I am I off the line here a little bit? I mean, you just heard the little give and take about Jags and everything. I- I- I'm not out in left field on this, even though it's my team. There's, they don't have a snowball chance to hell of making the Super Bowl, or for that matter, get past Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady. He might get one. I think it's more likely than, the say, the Chiefs making it. I mean, I look at Jacksonville's defense. I think it's very good. I think they have some playmakers on offense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see them going up north in a cold-weather game and winning, but better chance than Kansas City. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah, I, 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 well, I don't know. I think I like Alex Smith, but, you know, that fact of the matter. Now, Bryce, hop back up on what you were talking about there so we can get you in and everything. Or are you going to hang for the rest of the show? Um, I'm gonna hang. Uh, I'm gonna hang for about 20 minutes, um, gotcha. and then I gotta right. get out of here because I gotta get up to the sports bar and watch my Steelers put the spell. Oh, how sweet it is! Other than the Super Bowl, how sweet it is to put the stamp on an 0 and 16 clown season. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to this. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, I, 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 I have the Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers today, Sonny. Just so you know. Oh, oh you, come you, on. Hey, so he, he, they are not going to go and do the the defeated season. He, they're going to get one, according to Brian Tarvin. Are you serious? Because I'm going to write it down. Yeah. Today, I mean, you know, I, I take Cleveland three times this year, and I think I'm over three. So I'm just like, hell, what, what, what is one more time? I think time, you might you know? be. You know, Brian has a Brian does make a little bit of a point. You know, I think Tomlin screwed if you do, screwed if you don't in terms of resting guys. I would have played guys because that number one seed still is on the line. But Brian would have a point if it wasn't for last year, that final game of the season, meaningless against the Browns. Um, yes. Ramsey Jones came in and had a Boom. nice game. 
and I think the defense is better this year, Joe Hayden's plan, I like Pittsburgh to stamp 0-16. We'll, we'll see if that happens. So, since I got him online, and, of course, I got Bryce, uh, we're, we're winging through because there's stories beyond the game. So, we're not talking a lot about the game because it's week 17. Uh, Chicago, Minnesota, Tarvin, what's your uh, quick take up on that one? Well, it's really hard to predict these kind of games. Uh, Minnesota, tell me if I'm wrong here. If they lose, and Carolina wins, say they win the division, the Saints lose. That's, do the Panthers get that two seed? That's correct. Uh, the, the, Saints, the Saints have to lose as well, Brian. Yeah. The Saints yeah have exactly. to lose as well. Yep. Okay. Well, I think the Vikings are going to come out and play hard today, and, and I think it's a must win for them. They don't want to have to play that wild card weekend right now. So I like the Vikings to beat the Bears. It's, I'll be pulling for the Bears. I think the Vikings just a little too much defense yeah. in this game. <laughs> Got it. And we already are all online uh, for the uh, other one. What about you, Bryce? Uh, Chicago, Minnesota. What do you think? You know, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Vikings. I actually I like Case Keenum. Um, I would take him on my team. I think he plays with a lot. You want your backup to play with a certain amount of moxie. If you can get that along with some accuracy, you can do well. Um, you, you know, they can do some good things. I like him. You know, I think Chicago. You guys may not agree. I think they're actually on the right trajectory. They got a quarterback now that they yeah. are comfortable with. They're, they're building a physical offense. The defense isn't that bad. The Bears have to win that way. The Bears have to win 23 to 16, and so they can get more dynamic playmakers. So I think they're on a nice trajectory, but I like Minnesota in this game. Yeah, Minnesota has got a little bit to play for, so you're, you're probably right. That having been said, next game, Dallas and Philly, we kind of just covered it. Philly has absolutely nothing to lose. You should not see any starters. I think Dallas just wins by default. I think the Dallas starters can be backups of Philly. That's the way I'm looking at this game. Bryce, what do you think about this one? Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys are a trash organization and a disgrace. Yeah, they are. They're going to lose. <laughs> they're going to lose in Philadelphia. Never under. I love this. One of the good things the NFL has done is division games the final week. The Philadelphia Eagles hate the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to play with more heart. They're going to play with more intensity. They're a better football team. Even with Foles at quarterback, they're going to win that game. Got it. Brian Sarvin, what do you think? Uh, let's go with Dallas. I mean, uh, something positive has to happen for this team eventually. But I, I really don't know what <laughs> Dallas is playing for, really. I mean, it's just a terrible organization. Dez Bryant needs to be kicked out of Dallas. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I'm an Eagles fan, I want the Eagles to beat the Cowboys regardless of right. a, a seed and nothing to really lose. I want them to come in there and kick Dallas's ass and show them that, that hey, th- this is our division for the next 10 years, guys. Get over I agree. Uh, yeah, it, it could be like, that statement like game for the future. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there big time. It, it, it makes a little little sense. So, that's going to bring us to the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I'm telling you right now, I said it last week and I meant it. The Green Bay Packers need to fire their, their general manager. How do you sign a wide receiver, okay, to a, a deal that in reality in two years is going to pay him $50 million and you don't protect your goat? You don't protect the goat? This is a dumb move for this football field. I, I'm telling you right now, they got to get rid of this general manager before they get – because sooner or later what's going to happen is that Aaron Rodgers is going to get injured, injured, injured. Then the, the, the fact of the matter is right now – 
He's got that shoulder injury for carrying this team like he is the whole year long. They get the Green Bay uh, the Green Bay Packers go on the road for a meaningless game against Detroit. I don't even know who to pick in this one um, because of the situation of the last week. I'm just going to go ahead and take the home field because I don't like the quarterback who's in there, Huntley, for the, the Packers. Uh, Detroit Lions are a better football team in reality than them without Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going up on Detroit Cuervo. I, I mean, I don't even know who to pick in this one. Who do you got? I mean, I pulled out the uh, couch potato quarter to flip a couple of times this week. So who do you got in this one? Uh, I like Detroit. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think that. Well, first, I just, I just want Green Bay to lose. I'm, I'm not even going to sit here and waste time. I just want Green Bay to lose, guys. So I'm, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. There's the bias right there. You got to love it, uh, Bryce. Who you got? Um, I'm going with the Detroit Lions. They got the better quarterback. Um, I like yeah. Matthew Stafford. I would definitely take him on my team. I think they need to put better pieces around him. I'm continuing sure to do that, do. but I just think right now Detroit's a little better. I'm going with the Lions. Brian. Well, I'm not going with the, the Packers with this audience you have here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Lions up on top of it and, and where it's at. So that's, I mean, and these are going to be quick because there's news on different games because the next game that's up on the uh, list, which I, I, it, it's a meaningless game. Oh, contraire, mon frere, it may be meaningless as far as the records are concerned. Bill O'Brien's been rumored to be here next year. Chuck Pagano and the Indianapolis Colts, 3-12. and 12. They've won their last two. I don't know if that means anything, but having been said, it's happened. Bryce, let me get your take up on Houston, Bill O'Brien, and the coaching Picano and Indianapolis, where you got? In this game, I'm actually going to go with the Colts to go with the sweep. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think, I think he does some good things. Um, Pagano needs to go. I mean, his story is amazing. I respect the guy. But it's just not working out, and it hasn't worked out with Andrew Luck. That organization, from top to bottom, Ursay is a mini Jerry Jones. He's no good as an owner. Um, they have a be. lot of reworking to do. I like Bill O'Brien. Um, I like him as a coach. I think getting Deshaun Watson is going to help. Unfortunately, you can't blame your injuries, but they are part of the game. And when they lost that quarterback, it just well, – that was a big blow to them. Look for them to maybe be able to do some things next year. But in this game, I like the Colts. Game changer, no question, Deshaun Watson. I mean, they have came out and they said they're going to keep O'Brien. For what reason, I don't know. But Kano's definitely going <laughs> to get it. His, there's, there's griddle marks on his ass, uh, Tarvin for him to keep his job in Indianapolis. You just don't see it. I mean, I don't. Tarvin, what do you think? Uh, I think both organizations are not very good, but I, I think Houston is in a better a better position in the future. I like Watson. I, I, I'm so pissed at Indianapolis the way they screwed Andrew Luck over and just kind of didn't, you know, you talk about protecting your, your goats. Well, here's yep. one goat right here. Andrew Luck could have been. At Indianapolis, he never will be because he, the management's not smart enough to build offensive linemen around him. So today, I Absolutely. like the Colts, but but I just I just don't trust this organization at all. I think Houston's got an up and coming future with Watson and and, and you know get, getting key pieces back healthy again next year. I think Houston will win that division, but this year I don't think they care. I think Indy takes it today. Cuervo, I mean, is anybody on the you know? Happy that Bill O'Brien will be back and they'll play for him in week 17. And let's see. You, you were, break, you're on mute, my you friend. were breaking up, Sonny. Say that again. 
I, I'm sorry. Um, do you think there's anybody on that football team that will play for Bill O'Brien to whether they get the victory this week or are they done with Bill O'Brien in this year or what's going on? Who you got in this one? Uh, no, I mean, I still like Houston. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they're going to uh, – it, it's not going to really make a difference, you know, whether whether they win by 30 or win by two. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, the fact that they have already pretty much said that he's going to be back, um, you know, I think I think the players, they – in that sense, they have something to play for. Like, look, we're committed to, to O'Brien as our coach. And we're going to go out there. We're going to finish the year strong. And then, you know, next year they get Deshaun Watson back. And then this J.J. Watt will be back. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation of what, what we think they should do with J.J. Watt. But, you know, I think, you know, you finish the year out strong. Hey, next year you get your, you get your number, you know, your main offensive and defensive playmakers back. And, um, you know, you compete that division next year. I'm on Houston as well. I don't think you're going to do it for Bill O'Brien. I just don't think that Indianapolis is good enough. And Houston's been playing well, even with the backups and and the people that are replacing guys out on the football field. So I'm up on that one. So we think that, I mean, obviously the the talk is, is that Houston's going to keep their guy. We think Pagano is gone. By the way, we got to just jump back up really quick, back up on that Lions game um, in reality. Why? Uh, because they got a coaching situation up there. We've talked about a Cuervo, about Jim Caldwell being the softest NFL coach in the NFL, or the softest coach in the NFL. I mean, does Jim Caldwell hang on for one more year? I know he's on the hot seat. Cuervo. Who's on the hot seat, Sonny? Jim Caldwell. It, it, I mean, for the Lions. And we, we talk about how soft uh-huh. this guy is. I, it, do you think he's going to make it uh, one more year up there in Detroit? Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, you know, really, you know, in all honesty, Sonny, if we haven't heard anything about a certain coach by now, chances are that they're probably going to retain him. So the fact that we haven't heard anything about uh, Jim Caldwell up in Detroit, it's probably because they're going to keep him for another year. Now, at the same time, though, there are there have been some years where there's guys that it's just out of nowhere. You're like, whoa, I didn't see that one coming. Um, well, got news for you so. really quick, Cuervo. There's reports from Yahoo Sports, W-O-O-D, um, and uh, a couple other ones uh, saying that they're expecting to fire Caldwell at the end of the season, at least some reports that are coming out, um, you know, through the locals and uh, through Yahoo Sports, just to let you know. Well, and you know what? And that's something I didn't know. So if they somehow lose this game to Green Bay today, which they shouldn't, then um, I think he's gone. He's definitely gone. You yep. can't lose to, Cup. you know, a team without Aaron Rodgers and expect to keep Absolutely. your job. And that's why John Fox is gone. Yep. Absolutely. A couple of guys that are in line, uh, Josh McDaniels from the New England Patriots is rumored to be looking at that job also, even though Chuck Pagano is on his way out. The Detroit Lions, I'm hearing, has some interest in him as well. We lost uh, We lost Tarvin, so Bryce is still hanging on. What do you think, uh, uh, Bryce? Does Caldwell hold on to that job? Mm, I don't think he does. Um 
I think if you were going to win the division, this was the year to do it. And for them not not to come through, he's made some curious decisions, in-game decisions or what have you. I like Jim Caldwell. I actually would bring him back for another year, but I wouldn't. But but, um, I'm not surprised they're making a move. Well, you know, and by the way, just Bryce, they, they're not even close. They didn't even come close to doing it. I mean, it, it, dropping games they had no business, especially when you're in a playoff race, you need that experienced coach. Now, I don't think Picano's that guy. Um, Josh McDaniels might be better pick, but Picano is in the running for that. Um, I, I just I just don't see it. It's gonna, it. It'll be really interesting to see what the Lions do for their future because let's let's be honest. I, you know, I, I like the Lions being good for the NFC North because I'm tired of talking about the Green Bay Packers always getting it. Minnesota is at least making it interesting this year to where we just don't have to talk about the Pack, and I know how Cuervo feels about the Pack. So, that having been said, next game that's up on tap here, the Jets and New England Patriots. Um, I, you know, the Jets, they're going to go ahead. They're going to retain Jets. Todd Bowles, if you – Read the reports that are going out there. I, Frankly, I don't think he's done enough to keep the job. And I love me some Todd Bowles. He should have took the Buffalo Bills job, especially with the defense that was available at the time when he took that job in New York. They, the, the Bills had a huge defense, and he just went to the wrong team. That all having been said, Todd Bowles is going to be there. What do you think about this game, Bryce? I mean, the Jets. I mean, New England, I mean, I don't think we're going to see a lot from New England here today. If anybody comes close to being hurt, they're going to be out of the game quicker than you can sneeze. You know what? I can't believe I'm doing this. This is my upset pick of the day. (laughs) I think the Jets go into New England and somehow find a way to play inspired and win that football game. Don't ask me why I think that. I'm just going oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you why you thought that. And I've had that. I, hey, the Indianapolis Colts have hurt my feelings that year for just that reason. But Cuervo, I mean, I, I don't know. Can can the Jets get the job done in Gillette Stadium week 17? They should have won, they they won the last game when they played the Patriots. They got robbed. Good point. Good point. Cuervo. No, yeah, Bryce is absolutely right. I mean, they should have won that, that the, the first time they played, but – you know, yep. it always seems like the, the Jets always find a way to play spoiler, you know, with New England. They, you know, whether it's, you know, beating them in a meaningless game or, or knocking them out of the playoffs or something like that. I mean, you know, the, the, the Jets are always that torn in New England's side when you don't expect it. And today could be one of those days that, you know, you, you don't expect it to happen and then it happens. I mean, this is another team, as we mentioned before, Todd Bowles is already – uh, been told that they're gonna they're gonna keep him, and I think it's the right move because he's. I, I think he's a good coach. It's just I don't I don't think the Jets um, organizationally draft very well, uh, and I don't think that they, uh, you know, as far as building the roster, I mean, you can only do so much with what you what you're given as far as the good team point. is concerned. So uh, with, with Todd Bowles, I think he's. You know, he may not always get the, the max potential out of them, but I think this team is, is a lot better than what a lot of people expected them to be. And to include myself, I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in football. I've been down on the Jets for, for a couple of years now, but, you know, they've shown that they, they can overachieve. And, and if they can get them some, some guys, uh, some playmakers, you know, offensively, uh, I think this is a team that, that can – 
be right there with Buffalo, and, uh, you know, competing for that uh, for that second spot in the division. Got it. So that, that's where you know I don't know who. So um, that. Oh, Sonny, can I make a quick comment? Yeah, go ahead, Bryce. Sonny, I'm tell you what, Cuervo is right on point with what he says about Todd Bowles. Todd yep. Bowles is a good coach. That team is not the most talented team. I actually believe he has done a lot to squeeze out whatever he can out of that out of that ball club. Um, with Josh McCown at quarterback, I mean this guy looks you know 38 years old, playing winning foot, playing not winning football but playing well enough where they can have a chance to win. I, I think you keep Todd Bowles. I think he's the coach for that team. You got to build the talent up around him. Yeah, I I don't know. I think you've got to definitely get the talent in on that football team. If you don't, it's it will be a problem. Oh, 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 oh! Hold on. Yes, yes. There is news thanks to my boy over there, Todd Finn. I, and I don't know how how breaking this is, but it's the first I heard of it. John Gruden is responding to rumors about him making his way to Oakland. I, I'll tell you, I thought I, 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 Jack Del Rio, I thought he was okay, but they were not evidently happy, happy with this season, what's going on. Gruden responds to that they're trying to hire him. Uh, so they have reached out to John Gruden Cuervo. I don't know. Oakland Raiders, they are in action today, and I don't know how well you feel if you're uh, if you're Jack Del Rio, they get San Diego, I mean, New, uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, this week. That having been, I mean, what do you think? Is, is this a big story? I mean, it's the first I heard of it thanks to my buddy Todd Nance. What do you think about John Gruden back to Oakland? Well, I mean, it, 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 what I know about it, Sonny, is that he's, uh, you know, they're not only are they offering him a head coaching job, but they're also offering uh, a piece of the ownership, and that's that's what's making it so intriguing wow. for John Gruden. So that's what I know about it. Now, whether he's actually responded to the uh, the offer or not, uh, what I read was that he was going to wait until tomorrow, at least till tomorrow, until the season was over, to say whether he's going to you know, be interested or, or or take the job or not. But um, I, I, I mean, that's that's what I know. Yeah, I, I don't know, but here's the only thing: when, when that here's the, when a rumor like this gets out there, and it's got it's got feet behind it. Um, so it's definitely talked about, and he's also responded to the fact that he is going to wait until the end of it. But that's coming from ESPN, and guess who brought this up? And my boy Chris Morton said, "I'm telling you right now, if Mort reports it." I mean, Bryce, there's some there's some meat behind the rumor in reality. Is it good for Oakland to take this, you know, chance, bring in Gruden, but not only that, give him part of ownership of this football team? Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think John Gruden knows, knows football, but I don't understand this mad dash to make Gruden this like coach, owner, like my goodness, we, we run after some of these guys. It's like, uh, okay, I mean, they want to hire him, but even the way they're going about it, I, I don't think Jack Del Rio is a bad coach, but just the way they're responding to rumors and innuendos, 
It's like it just kind of shows that the Raiders are not the most stable organization. And, you know, they like to make these big splashes. But, yes. I mean, I don't know. John Gruden, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. To me, you know, just like people talked about with Mike Tomlin for a while, John Gruden won that Super Bowl with a lot of Tony Dungy's players. And Absolutely. then a couple years later, you know, they were okay, but they weren't great. You know, so this mad rush to kind of anoint some of these guys with geniuses and ownership and all this stuff, uh, I don't know if I'm convinced. Same thing with Josh McDaniels, who was not a good head coach at all. He's a good offensive coordinator, and he also has Tom Brady. But a lot of those Belichick guys don't go on to be great head coaches. So, again, we like to invite some of these guys. But Cuervo, Sonny, I'm not convinced. I, I don't think it's a good move. I mean, listen, I, I, Bryce, you are on it. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He, he should be thank, sending thank you cards to Tony Dungy every year at Super Bowl time, you know, you know for, for that Super Bowl championship. Now, I, I, and I'm just going to say it, and I know people are going to, and I know I'm going to get the nuts. I don't think John Gruden's a good head coach. There, I said it. I said it straight out. He hasn't done any. I, I'm sorry. This guy hasn't done anything with exactly what Bryce said, with him actually moving on it. And they can put him in, you know, the greatness of everything, but I don't think he's all that great. And if he was, they would have been in the running for years after that. They won that Super Bowl championship. Oh, um, were they in there? Hell no, they weren't. They weren't even close, by the way, just to let you know. And so – I don't think this is a good move. I like John Gruden in the booth. I learn a lot from Gruden from the booth. But watching what he had done in the past as far as a head coach, you can sit here and tell me all day long, well, son, you know, they got the Super Bowl ring. Well, guess what? Eli Manning still sucks, and he's got two Super Bowl rings. Guess who was right about that one? My hand's up in the air, by the way. Um, So that having (laughs) been said, which is the name of the show. I don't think this is a good move. Cuervo, do you want Gruden over there in Oakland? He's close to your area. I know you're not necessarily a Raider fan. I know you respect Raider fans. But, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think this is the way they're going to go, or do you not? Well, I mean, I what I would say is that I can um, – I can understand why they're trying to do it. It's just to kind of uh, bring back the old, the old glory days, if, if you will, about you know the, the, the Raider history and stuff. Because I mean, honestly, he's the last one that has really brought them success. And um, you know, but I, I don't know if he's going to be interested in that. I mean, I think I, th- I just think it's, this is a team that you know last year. It looked like okay, this is they're they're going to compete, and that and that's why you picked them to be the Super Bowl representative. Absolutely. Some something along the way this year, and and, and don't tell me it was the Derek Carr injury because that's definitely not what it was about. Okay, there there's more to it than that. Um, but I think people are looking at this year and they're starting to question like, okay, is is Del Rio really the coach for them? Um, is he a guy that can keep this team disciplined? And, and I think that's that's a big issue because yeah. that's what the Raiders are known for, the lack of discipline. And when Gruden was their head coach, um, 
you know, I, I think that that's what you saw. You saw a more disciplined football team. Um, and I think that's what they're looking for is, is that, that discipline again, you know, especially with them moving to a new, new location next year. Uh, it's, you know, it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, look what the Rams have done in the two years that they've been back in LA. Um, you know, they're going to be playing their first playoff game next weekend. So um, I kind of, I kind of feel like maybe that's the approach that the Raiders are taking is that they, they, it's, it's the, the new, but you bring, you bring a guy back that, gave them their last real taste of success. Uh, and it's, you know, being in Vegas, maybe that's what's selling Gruden as well, is the fact that, you know, the team's in Vegas, he's part owner. Um, I don't know what ties he has to Vegas, but uh, maybe that's what's, that's what's got him interested, is the fact that, you know, they're relocating. Well, um, and let's just – go ahead, Bryce. Go ahead. Oh, well, real quick, guys, and then I've, I've got to get off the phone. Cuervo. Got it. You brought up a great point. This is what it is, and I can describe it better now that you added that context. This sounds like a headline move. We're moving yeah. to a new stadium. We got John Gruden coming back. We got to put butts in seats. But is it the best football move? And see, this is very much apropos to the Raiders, which is, you know why it is about Derek Carr? Um, David Carr. No, no, no. It's Derek Carr, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek, <laughs> the reason yeah. why it is about Derek Carr is because the Oakland Raiders have the same problem you know, Davis ownership as the Cowboys do. They know, like, they can pick good players. Can you build player 20 to 53 on a football team? That's what wins the Super Bowl. And the Raiders, the Cowboys, they have always been fraudulent because the head ownership and management is just not very good. Um, I think the Raiders have gotten a little better, but when Carr goes down, the ship goes down because players 20 to 53 are not built to win and sustain injury. That's team building. The Bengals have the same problem. I've told you guys before, never trust the Bengals because the team is not built to win. Those three organizations all have the same problem. Apropos to that is headline-grabbing moves that will put butts in seats and fill headlines but may not be good for the football team. Exactly. That's my point, and you brought that out, out, Clairvo. And just to jump up on top of that, is that really – Jack Del Rio's fault? I, I don't necessarily think so. Right. I, you know, it, it, especially when you're talking about big splashing, you're talking about the NFL, you're talking about money. Okay. The NFL is, has no shortage of money, and anybody thought that they would lose money, you know, over the time. Yeah, maybe they'll lose some bucks here, but guess what? This is still a profit machine. And when you're in Vegas, you you have a football team in Vegas. Okay. You know which. Number one was a mistake. They shouldn't have brought and let that happen. But now you you want to talk about filling the stadium in the NFL? They could have put the Browns in there and they fill that stadium up. Why? Because the NFL is what it is. And now not only that, you got bets on the game and you can just drive maybe twenty minutes to a stadium and catch the game that you got the bet on. It, it is. It's all about splashing what you can bring. Now that also means something else. It, there might be some moves in the offseason, and I'm talking Des Bryant. And, and this was one of the teams, a big move, big splash, Des Bryant. But I don't think John Gruden put up for them for five minutes. But would that be a splash? Yes. So look for more of this if they move on this. But I'll tell you straight out, Jack Del Rio will have a job next year without question. What they did two years ago, a, a football team, there are a lot of football teams that could use a Jack Del, Del Rio and give him that a- actual time. This is only his second year as the head coach over there. 
I mean, and after last year, and obviously the disappointment that this is this year, you still got to give that guy a chance. This guy will be a head coach, if not in Denver, because Denver's hoping this happens because they need a coach real bad. And I think that Jack Del Rio would fill that spot up there, Cuervo. Yeah, 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 they guys, do. Guys, real I mean, quick, because um, I got to go. Steelers, Brown, Steelers arresting Roethlisberger, Bell, Pouncey, DeCastro, Brown, and Cam Hayward. I think, with, I think Mike Tomlin, I, I don't necessarily like the move because, you, because I did pick the Jets, um, but what it does say is the defense is healthy. We expect the defense to go out there against the starters, carry us in this game, and our offense with our backups, veteran backups, we've got our receivers healthy, we've got Landry Jones, we feel that we should be able um, to go in and beat the Browns at home. I predict the Steelers get the win 20-6. to six. Bryce, good to hear from you. You're always welcome here on the Couch for Taste World Show. You guys have a great New Year. I love the show, and always, always good to call in and talk to you. Gotcha. And, folks, we opened Same up you, the Bryce. chat Happy room. Same to you, man. We opened, oh, we opened up the chat room, which I always forget to do, by the way. And uh, Steel City's arm is in there. Um, if he gets opportunity, we'll take him. We're, we're on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, beating Cleveland, um, even with the backups in there. So, uh, definitely there as far as that is concerned. But uh, Steel City Storm, a – Steel City fan, he is picking the Browns 19 to 18. That is even giving wow. the score. Yeah, so uh, to uh, not be defeated for the year, so they might get a victory in in the season uh, out there. So lots of other things to talk about here on the Couch with Taze Sports Show, and we're going to move on to them as we cover the games. Uh, by the way, who did you have? Did you have uh, who do you have Jets or do you have New England, Cuervo? I'm still going to take New England, Sonny. I, I don't think that even even if the backups are playing or whatever, I, I think New England's going to – they always finish the season strong. So uh, I expect them to win. I mean, it's like, plus yeah. if they lose, if they lose and the Steelers win and they lose that number one seed and yeah. you know, they got to go to Pittsburgh, they got to go to Pittsburgh if it winds up being those two for the, uh, for the AFC championship. Yeah, I, I it, that would be wow. It would be a, a crazy week if New England loses, Pittsburgh win, and Pittsburgh wraps up home field. That'd be just crazy, ludicrous. But you know, it is the NFL, and things like that happen. So that having been said, next game up here on the Couch with Tay Sports Show is we're going to cover them all. We're going to blast through this last hour and cover the rest of the games and some of the news that are going on. A lot of times this week. It's not about the game. It's about what's going on afterwards. Washington and New York, no different. Head coaching jobs, both of them up on this. Magnolia as the uh, interim, he'll be gone. Uh, the other Gruden, Jay Gruden, with Washington, they're on the hot seat as well. Uh, so you got two teams on the hot seat. I don't know if it matters. I'm not sure who will be there, but the Giants lost five in a row. Washington's won two. They're looking to be eight and eight. That would be... I don't know. Will it save Jay Gruden's job? I don't know. But he's definitely on the hot seat, Cuervo. And I don't even know who to pick in this one in reality, except for the fact Washington's won two. The Giants have lost five. They have given up up on the season. That is obvious. Washington, I still think they got a lot to fight for. I'm going for the Washington Redskins. And Cuervo, you're on mute. Yeah, I sure was, Sonny. Sorry about that. Uh, I uh, I like the skins as well. They, well, you know, it really it's it's this 
the games like this, it comes down to just overall talent. Um, you know, even if the Giants had all their starters in and, and the Redskins had their backups in, I still think Washington would have a very good shot to win. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I just think the Giants are that bad of a football team, and yeah, you know, I think they're they're ready to move on. They're ready to end the season. I don't think they care too much about winning this game, to be honest. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Well, we're going to finish the season strong. Really, it's pointless. I mean, you're, you know, if you if you go out there and you win this game, you've you've just hurt your you know your your draft spot. So right, um, you know that that's that's my opinion on it. I think they go out there and. I'm not going to say they're going to tank this game, but but I think that they really are not going to fight too hard to win. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I'm on Washington as well. Um, the 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 whole situation in this game is about the head coaching. Oh, Spagnola over there for the uh, Giants. I think he'll be gone. I think Jay Gruden is gone regardless if he gets the victory. He might keep his job until Monday. Um, you know if they get the victory. Um, but the, Jay Gruden in Washington, you think he stays one more year, Cuervo? Has he been enough of a yes man for the uh, you know uh, the Schneider organization, or do they go ahead and they make a change at the head coaching uh, position? Um, that's a tough one, Sonny. I mean, you know, I I think uh, knowing the Redskins, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they fired Jay Gruden. You know, because this is a team that that. You know, and it, and it doesn't get a lot of attention because they're not as, you know, they don't lose as much as a team like the Browns do. do yes, but sir. This is a team that they overpay for players, okay? Yep. And they're changing coaches every few years. Does that not sound like the Cleveland Browns? Almost every year they get a new coach, and they overspend on players. But the reason it's not they're not categorized with the Cleveland Browns is because they actually win games. That's the only difference. It's a badly run yeah. organization that overpays for guys. So, I mean, and they're going to that they may do it again. Do you think? Do you think that Kirk Cousins done enough to to remain that the quarterback in Washington? I, it could it be no. that? Who else are you going to get? Idea or is he gone? Well, I mean, that should be the thought. Is if you let Cousins walk away, you know who who who's going to who's going to be your quarterback? But I think I don't think the uh, I think the Redskins let let Cousins walk, and I think it's going to be a mistake. Um, I think they should at least think about bringing him back. Um, he's just going to the thing about Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's going to have to understand he's not going to get top dollar money. He's not going to get top tier quarterback money because he's not performing at the top tier level. And I think somebody has to sit him down and tell him that and, and, and just be just be honest with him uh, that he's not going to get the top dollar even if he goes to the market and he tries to you know test free agency out teams are not going to throw themselves at Kirk Cousins it's just not going to happen um, you know I mean he'll get some offers I'm not saying he's not going to get some offers but is he going to get you know a six year 127 million dollar offer from a team no He's not. He's not. What he's probably going to get is, you know, four years, $77 million, you know, just under 20. Uh, yeah, or, or, you know, 
yeah, I mean, it's and it, it's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, who who wouldn't want to get paid, you know, eighteen million bucks a year or whatever that comes out to. Um, but I don't think he's going to get over twenty a year. It's, it's I don't I don't think he's played at that level to where he should get paid like an Aaron Rodgers or or a uh, uh, a Drew Brees or you know those guys that get the top dollar. He just he has not performed at that level, so he's not going to. He like I said, you know, I'm, I'm repeating myself now, but I think even if he tests free agency out, Sonny, he he's not going to find what he's looking for. Yep. Just to let you know, the average uh, salary for a team, uh, quarterbacks who win five games or more uh, in the NFL is sixteen point eight million. Um, so. If you're an NFL team looking for your quarterback, um, guess what? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to give up 17 mil if you're gonna bring Kirk Cousins in. Then you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And then, and I don't know. I don't know if this guy's worth it. I've never been a Kirk Cousins fan whatsoever. Doesn't mean that he can't play the position. I don't want anybody to think that. But the fact of the matter is, is that you, you go into a team. Okay, you, you got a guy on your team where you have got to decide whether or not he is going to be able to do what you need him to do. And in the NF or the NFC, you're talking about teams that you got to you got to bring your team to a ten and six record. Kirk Cousins has proved that he has never been able to do that as a starter. So then you have to ask yourself the question: Do you want to do that? And the AFC, it's even worse. It's eleven. It's eleven and five to get in the playoffs. Can this guy do it? So watching what's going to be on the landscape for for a coach, uh, for a team to take the, the shot at him, it's got to be a team that's got some wide receivers. Because we've talked about it, and Cuervo, you've been a proponent of this. This guy doesn't have anybody to throw the football to, and you've got a good point as well. Not only that, the guy is always running for his life um, at the same time. Could you imagine if he had a wide receiver? Could you imagine if he had an offensive line? that he can actually, you know, do something with and maybe make some points. But guess what? He's going to have to prove it because, unfortunately, what he has not been able to do, regardless of the situation, okay, teams are not going to open up the wallet as much. But $34 million is probably going to be the going rate, $35 million in reality, about $17.5 million. I, you know, as far as what quarterbacks are getting paid – I think I, – I don't know – I don't think I'd want to spend that much money on them, but there's also some football teams out there that can do that. And, and listen, you change the landscape of your football team, okay? And, and, I know, and I don't want to do this, but I'm telling you the place where this guy can get some money could be Cleveland. And the reason being is because they got a different GM over there. They got a different attitude. And I'm not saying all quarterbacks can, should go there. There are certain guys that should go there and should. Kirk Cousins actually would have some weapons over there in Cleveland. Uh, what's the guy that just came up off the suspension? Could you imagine Josh Gordon on the Washington Redskins right now? What, what kind of numbers could he have with a Kirk Cousins throwing the football? If there's some weapons there. And by the way, just to let you know, that, that offensive line for Cleveland is not the worst in the NFL, although you would think it's. 
it's not the worst in the NFL. He could maybe even get some protection if the Browns went out and got another wide receiver for him to throw the football to. So you want to turn your franchise around if you're Green Bay or if you're Cleveland? I think you go after Kirk Cousins as far as viability at the quarterback position because you're going to bring in the rook. You're not going to start him, and if you are, you're just that dumb. Well, Sonny, I mean, don't you know? Expect the unexpected with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that's what we've known for them to be is the unexpected and overpaying for players. So, um, I, I, I see your point. I mean, if anybody's going to throw way too much money at at Kirk Cousins, it'll probably be the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah. But my question, I think it'd be a great that, fit. I think it would be a great fit for him in reality, especially with what they're getting with that young cat coming up off the suspension. I'm not a Josh Gordon fan off the football field. On the football field, I like this kid. The guy proves that he can catch the ball. The guy proves that he can play. As long as he stays off the herb, he'll be okay. The problem is, is that that's his big problem. So whether or not he stays on uh, you know, off the herb is going to be the big question uh, about him and as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned. Because really when you look at the Cleveland Browns, they don't have anything they can hang their hat on except Josh Gordon. So, you know, maybe they got someone following around. Maybe this guy could be their franchise-type guy that they can – but to put your trust in a former guy that can't stay off herb, but at least it's herb and not something else, right, Cuervo? I mean, you know, you look at the stigma of what drugs is about. Well, you know, there's no stigma mm-hmm. in marijuana use anymore, except for the fact that he's been busted with it three times, maybe four. So that's the big thing. You keep him off the herb and the other stuff, I think you got him all set. In Steel City, this is what he puts up there as far as cousins. He's shown signs of talent. Um, but he, he he is only as good as the players around him, just like what we talked about. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he isn't Brady or Breeze, Big Ben, um, but, but he can do a lot with a little. And the fact of the matter is, is the Browns have a little, and they got, And I think he and it's better than what's going on as far as throwing the football to players uh, for for Cleveland than it is in Washington. And look at what Washington's done. So you know, I, I think. I, and I hate to put a curse on anybody for going to, to the Cleveland Browns, but I think it's the right guy. I mean, if you look at the Browns, you're not going to get Brady. You're not going to get Roethlisberger. You're not going to get that quality. But you could get someone, but you got to build around them. And I think with the new GM over there, I think this is the perfect move for the Browns moving forward. And, and you heard it here first. If they don't do that, they're going to be in a lot of trouble, which means they're going to start the rook because there's not any other quarterback that's really going to be available for the Browns to make them viable. Yeah, no, you, you bring up a very good point, Sonny. I mean, at this point, really, I mean, anything would be better than what the, the Browns have in, in They should in have Cleveland. kept Osweiler. But, you know, uh, I don't know about that, Sonny. I, I don't think he was – I don't think he wanted to be in Cleveland. Uh, I don't think he did either. That's the reason why he got out. Well, not a lot of guys do want to be in Cleveland. But, you know, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, you know, you could, with just a couple of moves, you could turn that, you could turn the franchise around some. Absolutely. I mean, imagine being a part of. small moves. Yeah, and imagine being a part of, of, 
of that. I mean, it's really, yep. it's kind of like, it's the impossible. Now that, you know, uh, you know, to, to change subject, you know, to change sports real quick, now that the Cubs have won a World Series, right? That was like the impossible task in sports. Yeah. You know, trying, you know, mm-hmm. getting getting the Cubs to the World Series and winning it. Well, that's been done. Okay, now what's the what's the next you know, big sports, uh, you know, imp, imp, improbable thing that we could see? Well, the Brown the Browns being a playoff team or possibly even being a Super Bowl contender. And it's going to take. A lot of time, but imagine being a part of that. And yeah. Kirk Cousins could be the start of it, but Absolutely. at the same time, I mean, they have they have to. There's a lot that has to change in Cleveland. You know, we've talked about it before, Sonny. Culture is, yeah. is a big thing. A culture change has to happen. Um, you know, obviously, better talent. Um, I think they have. I think they have a good coach in Hugh Jackson. It's just. You have to have build that consistency, and I think them bringing Hugh Jackson back next year could be, you, you know, you'll see a difference in their, I, I, in their I, I agree. team next year. I think they yeah. win a couple of games next year, you know, and that, that's yep. because going 0-16, which is probably going to happen again, um, you know, well, actually, they went one in, I mean, one game, they're going to win one game in two seasons. I mean, you can only go up from there. You can only go absolutely. Up. So, and not and not well, only then, that, if you if you Jackson, okay, could get this team to a five or six win season, he's going to be the savior of that uh, of that organization along with the general manager. Then you can only build from there. I'm telling you right now, Kirk Cousins needs to be a Cleveland Brown. Washington's not going to keep him. And if they were, they would have gave him the contract last year. And the writing was on the wall. And and the fact that they ended up where they are right now, you know, they're seven and eight. The best they're going to end up is eight and eight. That's if they win. That's not going to be good enough for Tom Schneider and that organization without question. So you know, the only place that he could, he's going to, if he can take Washington to a seven or eight victory season with nobody. I think he could do it with the Browns too, and they could turn that team around. And, and I think he's really the only veteran quarterback that can do it. Or you're going to have to go to Rook, and then you're just giving up the next two seasons, more so than building on the next two seasons with Kirk Cousins. They need to get up on the phone. They need to grab him up. That's going to be the big question as we move forward. Next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to cover them all. Arizona and Seattle. Seattle have to win and get so they're going to. Not only that, they're at home. They got a playoff spot. Pete Carroll, I'm telling you right now, he is on a hot seat. I, no one's talking about it. He's on a hot seat. And we already know about Arizona. You had the backstory up on that. We got the Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach probably, not probably, going to retire. You got the you got the scoop before anybody, Cuervo, because guess what? A month later, that's all in the news. He's going to retire. It's getting out. So you had it there, Cuervo. The Arizona-Seattle, Seattle needs this game and a little help in order to make the playoffs. And so they're going to get the victory here today. Uh, but they're they're a one and done at best in reality um, because they just don't have the personnel unless Russell Wilson creates some magic in the playoffs and helps them win a game or two. Yeah, and, and he's capable of doing that. It's just he is. 
you know, uh, he's my number five quarterback in the NFL, Cuervo. And I know that sounds incredibly stupid, but I'm telling you right now, Russell Wilson, with what he's done with this team, with this organization, I don't care. All those defensive guys can be pissed off that he's bringing home the money more so than they are. But guess what? Your quarterbacks are the ones that make money, not your defensive guys. And right now, that football team's in a complete opposite. All the guys on the defense are making the money. Now, Russell Wilson, they're getting their team in line. It's not because of Pete Carroll. It's because of ownership. I think Pete, I think Pete Carroll's done this year, I, you know, regardless what happens here. I think he – and here, I'm putting it out there, Cuervo. I think he walks away before he gets fired, just like he did at USC. He's the one that's causing the problems. I called this two years ago, Cuervo. I think he's gone at the end of the year. Do you think he's gone at the end of the year? Um, I, if he wants to be, he'll be gone. If he wants to be. I think it's one of those situations in Seattle where they're going to allow Pete Carroll to to go on his terms. I don't think they're – I don't see them firing him. I don't see that happening. Uh, I think and – and even if behind closed doors that is what – what happened? I think it's going to be kind of like the situation with with uh, Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. They're gonna they're gonna report it as oh they mutually parted ways or right uh, stepping stepping down you know kind of like you know throwing that, that like secret code for yeah they fired him and and for some reason some some teams they they don't come out and say that they fired somebody or they terminated the contract. Of yeah. a certain coach, you know, of their coach or whatever, but you know, it, it's one of those where I could see that being the situation with Pete Carroll is they're not going to come out and say they fired him. They're going to come out right. and say either they parted ways or Pete Carroll stepping down. Mike Malarkey, I'm watching it right now. This is another name to look out for. Yeah, if the Titans lose today and they miss the playoffs, looks like Mike Malarkey could be uh, uh, let go as well in Tennessee. So uh, just throwing wow. that out there real quick. I saw it on NFL Thank you, Network. Thank because that's one I didn't have. I thought they'd keep them. But uh, since they're uh, talking yeah. about it, it's, it's another one that's out there. Steel City Storm, he says uh, Bruce Arians could end up back. You know, or Bruce Arians could end up in Indy, back in Indy, where he took over for Picano when they had their last winning season and save Andrew Luck's career, maybe, maybe not. Uh, interesting. I like I like the theory. I, I love Steel well, City. He thinks that that's a good thought right there. Um, I love I, that. Yeah. Uh, if, if he continues to he coach, he it'll probably threw be in Bill Cower, Bill Cower in Cleveland. No. I, you know, I I don't think no. I don't think that's even a possibility. I mean, maybe that, I don't know. That, that thought is dead, Sonny. That's it's been dead for a couple of years. I don't. Th- now. I don't think he comes back. No, I, I, really I don't, don't think so either. I mean, he, he, the, the reason why he wasn't coming back, if you believe what he says, was to to watch his kids in college play sports. You know, watch watch his kids play play sports. It takes away too much of his family time. Um, that having been said, Bill Cower, he's always in the talk for it. But I just think this guy is done. I mean, he doesn't have to work as hard. I mean, and and this is a guy, if you look at Bill Cower, and I love Bill Cower, 
by the way. This guy's a heart attack waiting to happen if he goes back out as a coach. I, I mean, the less pressure that he has being in the in in the, uh, in the studio or wherever he is, more so than be on the sideline. I think this guy could fall over and die. And it, Giants, it, it, the Giants have stated they wanted him, um, but I don't think he even go. I just think this guy, he's done. I mean, right now he's sixty. Now he's nine years older than I am. You think that he could still do it? But the question would be why. I mean, this guy's making enough money being in the studio, and I think he runs their – I do. I, I mean, I look at coaches and stuff like that, and I see guys, and I see what kind of coach he is. This guy looked like a heart attack waiting to happen, not because he's fat, and just his attitude about the game that it would take him over the edge. I'm, I would worry about Bill Cowher being a head coach in the NFL right now. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't see it, Sonny. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that – that that thing is that that story or that that possibility is dead, in my opinion. Um, so I, I think that uh, you know, I, I think if any team, if he goes to any team, it would have to be because I think he's from the Carolinas, if I'm not mistaken. But I know he had some interest in the Panthers' job, but I don't see them getting rid of Chico Rivera. So I I, I don't. Uh, that's that, and that's why I say I don't see him coming back. I just like you said. I mean, it, it's he, he's what he's got to be what mid sixties now, something like that. And so right, that, and that's another thing. You know, I mean, he he's been out of the game for so long, and that's why I think as much as I love Gruden, and I do, I love Chucky Gruden. Uh, it's going to be a struggle, and, and I think Bryce hit it right on the nail. It's it's, it's a it's a PR gimmick. It, it's, right. It's you know, it's just to get some attention. You know, to market the Raiders going to Las Vegas. Um, you know, deep down internally, do they do they feel like they're going to win with Gruden? Probably not. Yeah. They're probably not. I don't think they care much. But it's it's a PR gimmick. It's it's like he said. You know, sell tickets. Um, you know, because I mean, it's Vegas. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of money to be exactly. rolling in. Is Vegas exactly? You know. Uh, by the way, uh, Steel City uh, says uh, you know, kind of cowers about the same thing about Dick Vermeil. Uh, you know, uh, when he came back and he started coaching with Kansas City, um, got it. I, I I get that, but you know, and uh, Bill Cowers' uh, late wife was ill um, when he left as well. Not only that, he wanted to watch his family in college, so. You know, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't. I, I don't know. It, it would. I don't know if I'd like to see that. To be honest, I mean, he went out. I mean, I'm not saying he went out with the Super Bowl, but he went out on top as a coach. I mean, great, great reality. Um, so you, you look at a guy like Bill Cowher. I mean, the legacy that he has. Does he want to come back and coach the Browns? I doubt it. Um, you know, it'd have to be. It'd have to be a Super Bowl contending team. But uh, according to Steele, he hangs around in the Pennsylvania area as well, a lot. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It would be interesting to see where Cower, if if he actually – I wish he'd just come out and say it. But, you know, they always say you never say never when, they, when they're talking about their futures and stuff like that, which I think is good. By the way, do you have some Seattle over Arizona today? When it comes to travel, No, I, I still like Seattle. They have something to play for, Sonny. And – you know, yeah. I'm glad you brought. I'm I'm glad you went back to this game because I'm gonna, I'm going to ask you a serious question, and you may laugh, you may not laugh. I don't know, 
But why isn't Russell Wilson getting more MVP consideration? Because, you know, you talked about how good he's, how good he's been and things like that. And, and, I, and I'm right there with you. Um, I think he's carried this team just Absolutely. because of all of the injuries defensively that they've had and whatnot. I think Russell Wilson should be a stronger candidate for MVP this year. I and mean, look, he hasn't really turned the ball over too much. And, and he's, he's had to play Houdini a lot of Absolutely. the season because yeah. that offensive line is terrible. Like yeah. Charles Barkley oh. terrible. Oh, it's really. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. It, it that's how bad it is. That's how it bad is. it is. Bad. So, you know, that's my, but I mean, do I, have, do I bring up a valid point? I mean, I really feel like Russell Wilson is, guy, is a guy that just doesn't get the, the, the credit that he has earned uh, in, in this league for what he's done. And, and, and the, the production that, that you get from him. And he's getting paid nickels compared to some of the Absolutely. other quarterbacks in this league. So yep. Seattle really should be very – excuse me, should be very grateful for the fact that they're getting a quarterback with so much production Top for five. cheap. I'm talking yep. cheap. So – Top five. I mean, you want to talk Top about – this is – Aside from Tom Brady, this is a prime example of a guy that doesn't care about money. All he wants to do is win, okay? But for whatever reason, he doesn't get the, he doesn't get the attention that, you know, some of these other quarterbacks do. And honestly, Sonny, I don't get it. I, don't, I, think, I think Russell Wilson is extremely underrated. I really do feel that way. Well, and Steele said he says the consistency might be the reason why we're not looking at him more, and that's because of games that they shouldn't have lost that they lost. Uh, and the, the, let's be honest, the reason why they lost them is because they lost the defense. I mean, when, when you lose, you know, when you lose the the whole the legion, the whole legion of boom, it, it, that's what it ends up happening, and that's what that's what happened there. Um, so, but yes, uh, good season. But uh, still, said he's not on there. He thinks Antonio Brown should be in consideration for the MVP. I'm kind of there with him. Um, but I, I, me personally, uh, looking at I, looking at the the whole MVP, you know, I, I'm you know, and Jared Goff. There's just lots of guys that, that are being talked about the MVP. And uh, but I'm right there with you. By the way. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson should be singing the song Aretha sings all the time, which is R E S B E C T. The guy needs more respect coming his way, and he doesn't get it. And I'm right there with you. Um, I'm on Seattle as well. Um, this, this should, it's gonna it, they they got something to play for. So Arizona don't except maybe doing it for Arian. So maybe they can play spoiler. We'll find that one out here today. As both teams, I think. Me personally think around the hot seat. Buffalo at Miami. I don't have a lot to say about this game because Miami's making a mistake by not playing Brandon, Brandon Dowdy. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is not – they bring in that other guy, I forget his blows or whatever. Not knowing what you're going to get with the future with Brandon Dowdy right now and a meaningless game that means absolutely nothing. At least find out if this guy can play up on the level in game experience. They're not doing it. Buffalo's playing for a playoff spot, so this is the game you bring Brandon Dowdy. Can he do it? Because then it's not going to matter. Um, 
But if Brandon Dowdy can lead this football team, Brian Tannehill, his future is in question over there. Um, Buffalo, I think, is going to get the victory because they got something to play for. Never mind the fact that the quarterback is, you know, some guy that they let go earlier in the season. They brought him back because they don't have any quarterback situation, and they're not using Brandon Dowdy. I'm telling you right now, Brandon Dowdy would make this a closer game. I think this guy up close and personal. The guy deserves the shot. And in Miami, he gets the raise, but that this guy wants playing time, and I think he should get it. But Buffalo has a lot to play for because they need the victory here, Cuervo. So I think Buffalo is going to get it um, with both of the teams in reality. At Miami, you know, Gase is going to be safe, but Buffalo. When you look at the head coaching situation there, I think he's not going to go anywhere, but he could be a candidate to go out and be fired at the end of the year on Black Monday as well. Who do you got in this one, Cuervo? Yeah, I think I like. Uh, uh, you were talking about Buffalo, Miami. Uh, I'm just yeah. Make sure I think I'm on the right game here. safe, actually. Now that I say that, yeah. you know, yeah, I think I think both of these teams are safe with their quarterback or their head coach. But uh, Sean Sean McDermott needs this one big time. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Um, I like Buffalo. Um, I I don't see them, you know, really. Uh, screwing the pooch, as they say, on this one. Um, I think Buffalo is a team that could be on the rise as long as they can, uh, you know, do a little bit more. I would say defensively, actually. And a lot of people say that the offense isn't very good. And, and while that might be the case, uh, but I think they need more on the defense because, really, I mean, that's, that's what you need to, to beat Tom Brady. You know, you need a defense that is going to get pressure on. I think trading Marcel Darius away was a mistake on Buffalo's part. I don't remember I what they I'm got right in return you. for him. I, I don't remember what they got in return, Sonny, but um, but I, th- I think trading away Darius was not the right move. I mean, th- this is one of the best interior linemen in the game. And what you need in order to beat New England, in order to beat Pittsburgh, you got to get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, you got to get pressure on those guys, and so uh, that—that's—that's that's what they gave up when they traded Darius away. Um, I agree. And so I think I think that was a big that was a big no no. That was a mistake. But you know, I mean, what's done is done, and and now you look at the way the the Jaguars. I mean, Saxonville, man, and that's why they've got so many damn sacks. I mean, you've got Darius and Calais Campbell, Sonny, I. I uh, I'd, I'd be tickled to death if I was if I was a Jaguar fan. Yeah, I'm tickled, but we'll see what happens. That having been said, let's bring him in. I, I found I, I found this to be appropriate for Steel City Storm talking about his Pittsburgh Steelers and Antonio Brown. And I know you got a lot to say about Antonio Brown. Welcome to the show, Steel. Thank you. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be here with the hardest working man in blog talk radio in history, really. Yeah, there you go. Man who knows his facts. I mean, yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, <laughs> so Antonio Brown, you're right out there for him bringing it to the MVP. Well, if you look at, if you really look at his uh, work this year, he should be considered MVP, but he's not going to win it because he's a wide receiver. And unless he, you know, knocks your socks off and we're undefeated and he has 150 touchdowns, 
it'll never happen, but he should be considered. But I, I really highly doubt that he will win it just because he's a wide receiver, and that's just the way it is. Looking at your, looking at your team, you know, you, you think they're going to lose today. Talk a little bit about the reason Absolutely. why you think the Browns go ahead and, you know, break the curse. Well, if you look at the inactives today, um, three-quarters of that list are pro bowlers this year. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the inconsistencies of the Browns, they, they have the foundation to be successful in a couple of years. I, I think that for them to be successful, they have to get a high-priced free-agent quarterback that can do more with a little bit that they have. But eventually they will get good. And right. they got a, a high draft pick this year that if they can make the right pick and get the right guy and they bring the right quarterback in, they could win a couple games. So, I mean, they're not not untalented. They're just inexperienced. That's their problem right, right now. Kirk Cousins, what do you think? Well, I think he's a – I was trying to compare him to somebody from the past. He's the – he reminds me of a Steeler quarterback, Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell mm-hmm. actually took Steelers to the Super Bowl. Neil O'Donnell was the smartest Irishman my grandfather, my late grandfather's that he ever <laughs> met because that guy made a lot of money holding a clipboard. But the one thing he was, he was those type quarterbacks that pull around. And when they went to that Super Bowl in 95, they had a lot of pro bowlers and Hall of Famers on that list. He was as good as the people around him, and that's Cousins. If you can surround him with people that are good, he will be good. I mean, yep. if you look at the depleted talent level of the quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, he would be the guy. Um, if I was going to throw my money out, I'd go get Andrew Luck. I would get you got to get someone in there with experience. A perfect scenario for this team would be a younger, say, Kurt Warner when he went to the Cardinals or a Carson sure. Palmer when he went to the Cardinals. guy with experience that is played to a certain level that could, you know, get a young team around him and make some. I don't know if Cousins could be that guy. I think the talent is there, but I don't know if it's going to be mature enough for him to succeed. But he may be all you can get. I think you're better yeah. off spending money on an experienced player versus someone in the draft at that position. I agree. I mean, and that, and that, that I, I think that play, it, it, you just look at what you you you, you have – as far as your team is concerned, you got Josh Gordon, and as much as you know the guy's an herb monster, he's a monster on the football field. This guy could be making some money if they decide they're going to go ahead and keep this guy and and keep him in the lineup. I don't know if there's too many teams that would take the chance on Josh Gordon more so than what the Browns have been able to do. But you know, you, you got to play at a certain level is your huge is your huge point on this one as far as where I look at where. Uh, Kirk Cousins is in his future, um, and if he can get those few players out there that can help him, um, you know, you, at least uh, Josh Gordon's better than anybody he's throwing the football to right now. And you say what you want, the Cleveland Browns always have an offensive line. It hasn't been great. Let me just rephrase that, but it hasn't been horrible. That's not the reason why they're losing football to, in football games. They so got a halfway decent offensive line. It's every place else. They need to. They need to step up with the new GM over there. That's what he's going to have to figure out for the future uh, for that football team. So you know, huge, huge props to them if they can get the job done. How long can you hang on there, Steele? All the way to the end. 
All right, so let's do it. Um, let's head into the next game. Carolina at, at Atlanta. Carolina in. Atlanta has to get the victory. This one is, go- I think, you know, out of all the games this week, this is the one that is the most interesting, at least to me, as I look at the game. Because, you, obviously, Carolina, they still want to get that one more victory to put them up a little bit higher. Atlanta trying to make the playoffs. If they, beat, if they get it, they get it. Uh, I don't know, Steel. What do you think about Carolina? Carolina's won three in a row. Atlanta lost last week. Should not have lost last week. They needed to get in there and get that victory, but they blew that. What do you think about this one? Well, your money would be with Carolina because they're starting to get on a bit of a roll. But you've been waiting for Atlanta to become that team that they were last year, and you're just waiting for it to happen and waiting for it, and they just keep disappointing and finding ways to lose. I'm going to Atlanta today. I think that wow, team from last year shows up. Yeah, I think it, they show it, up. It, 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 that, that's what it is. They have to show up. They didn't show up last week against New Orleans. Um, it, but Cuervo, you know, it just depends upon the mentality of Carolina coming into this game more than the last three. But guess what? There is no – and I hate to say this because it, it just helped Tarvin – beat his chest a little bit more. There's no better team on a roll than the Carolina Panthers, and guess what? They're on a three-game winning streak, and they seem to they seem to knock them off in, in many games in a row, like five, six, seven, eight games in a row. They're used to doing that. I think, you know, this is one I pulled out the couch potato quarter because, like, what, what uh, Steel City said, you know, the consistency of this football team, what team is going to show up? Is it going to be the one that made it to the Super Bowl? Or is this a team that's depleted and they're just done and they're not there mentally, Cuervo? And if you can't beat the Carolina Panthers right now, you're not going to get very far in the playoffs anyway. No, you're right, Sonny. But, you know, Carolina's an experienced team. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl two years ago, and, and yeah. now they're back in the playoffs. And, and uh, you know, I, I think I think for the Panthers, this is a team that kind of feels like, all right, we're going we're gonna to finish the job this time. And, and, and that's understandable. I mean, you know, you, you went to this – you were – Carolina was favored when they played Denver in that Super Bowl. They were. They were favored pretty heavily. I might add, uh, because you know everybody felt like, well, Peyton, Peyton is is, is a, he's a choke artist. He can't win. He's too old. You know his production was at an all time low, uh, and really, I mean, the defense was was what saved Denver in winning that Super Bowl. The pressure that they got on Cam Newton was ridiculous. So, I think for this year, you know, Carolina's going into this mindset of, you know. We're we're gonna we're gonna go into the playoffs with a full head of steam, and that's why I feel today, Carolina is not gonna let off. Um, you know they they still have something to play for today, uh, but I think they, I think they, uh, you know they 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 they're not gonna hold back. I think they're gonna play this game as if it was, you know, week nine in the NFL again, last time they played. So. Um, I, I don't see Carolina sitting people out. I don't see them doing any of that stuff. I think I think this is a team that's going to play at 100% from from the first second to the last second. It's Atlanta. You win, you get in, and it, it makes for a wild card setup crazy because Seattle right now, the, the Seattle Seahawks are hoping the Atlanta Falcons, um, you know, do what they, you know, do what they kind of, not been able to do, which is 
a Seahawks team that's depending on Atlanta to 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 lose. And and you know, you know, this is a, not a normal spot for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but more in the fact is, is, and I'm not picking this because I hate the Seahawks and I would love to see them not make the playoffs. I think Atlanta, and first of all, Atlanta's at home. Second of all, it's going to be rocking. Third of all, I, I'm going to put it this way. Even though Carolina is a football team that likes to win games in, in a row, Carolina's in the playoffs. And let me tell you something. I didn't think they would make the playoffs this year. Or mark that. I expected them to, to win the division, but I didn't expect them to win it the way that they did. I expected them to play well all year long. This is a football team that no-shows on a lot of games that they really shouldn't be doing. Um, and really, in reality, this doesn't help the Carolina Panthers per se to to put themselves in, you know, control your own destiny kind of thing. So, you know, more more than the fact that where the, the standings are for this football team and Atlanta, they have to prove it. You know, they're at home. I'm actually going to – my mind tells me Carolina is going to win this game uh, because of the situation, you know, uh, of the winning the games in a row and everything, but they've already got the spot. They need to get the victory over new New Orleans so they can maybe get themselves set up squared off, but you know, to get the home game. But if you look at it, you know, whoever wins, if Carolina wins, they're going to get the home game along with Los Angeles. Um, and if New Orleans loses, so um, you know, I think they got. And then you got Atlanta with their situation. Three teams from the south of the NFC making the playoffs. This is going to be a good one, and, and I think it just sets up really well, and it makes that division even more interesting come next year as well, because it kind of reminds me of the you know Steel City Storms AFC North, where you have the the Bengals, Steelers, and Ravens all playing for playoff spots. I mean, does it give you that kind of reminder there, Steel? Oh yeah, absolutely. In the last couple of years, it has been shaping up to be that very same thing, which makes it actually more enjoyable for especially fans of those teams. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where all that is. Who do you got in this one, Steele? The uh, Atlanta, Carolina. Yeah, Atlanta, Carolina. Oh, definitely the Falcons today. I expect them to show up finally. Finally. I I do too. I I, I think they have to. I think it's, it's one of those things. Well, obviously they have to. You got to win to get in. Uh, they lose, they're not going to make it. So they they got to do something to move on. All right, we're going to go into our uh, quick picks as we got 15 more minutes left in the show. We got a lot of games to go. We've been talking about a lot of other things besides the games as far as the teams are concerned. Cincinnati going to get a new head coach, Baltimore. Um, I'm up on Baltimore in this game. I don't think Cincinnati can beat themselves out of a, a wet paper bag in reality. Cuervo, who do you got in this one? I like Baltimore, Sonny. And by the way, I I don't know if I fooled you on that, but I'm actually picking the Falcons uh, to win today as well. I'm, I might have oh, okay. steered you towards Carolina, but you I'm did. taking Atlanta. Because, you know, because you think about it, Carolina and Atlanta, those are the last two NFC representatives in the Super Bowl. Both of these yep. teams have it on their mind that they want to go into – uh, the, the playoffs with a full head of steam. So I know I, I know I can't pay for Carolina there, but I'm actually going to take the Falcons because they're at home, and uh, Atlanta's a tough team to beat at home. So 
Absolutely. Also, I'm but, right there. And at yep. Baltimore for this game. So, good stuff there. Let's head into the next game as we're going quick as most of the games are going. Jacksonville Jaguars in Tennessee. This is a big hit for Tennessee. And Mike Malarkey, he loses the game there. I think he's done there in Tennessee. Cuervo, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I like uh, I like Jacksonville, Sonny. I think uh, you know there may not be a whole lot to play for, but I think if the if the Jaguars are smart, they go into this game and they go into the postseason uh, with the uh, with the momentum. And, and trying to bench guys today is not going to benefit them at all. So I think they they should play everybody until until the end of the game. Uh, don't bench people unless you're up, you know. 34 nothing or something like that. Uh, then I can understand. But, but I think Jacksonville needs to play this game, Sonny, like they not say that they're fighting for something. So I'll, I'll like your Jaguars to win. And, and let's go to the steal. What do you think about this one? I think that it's a natural tendency, especially for a team that hasn't been in this position, to know they're in the playoffs and not take this game as critical as if you were on the brink of win or lose. You're in or out. So that's why I have uh, Tennessee winning this game because they are a little bit more experienced in some areas in this game. They have to win to get in, and I think there's a natural letdown a little bit on Jacksonville's side that's going to do it. And I'm going to go with you on that, Steele. And this is about a quarterback who is not ready for this. And and you can have the best defense in the world, but if he's not going to guide you – Last week's debacle, by the way, and it was a debacle in San Francisco. They had no business losing to San Francisco. I don't care if they flew over there and everything else. This is a football team that if, if they were good, ready and primed for the playoffs, they would have won that football game. And they let that one slip through their fingers. And you're, you're absolutely right. This is a team that's not ready for prime time. And this is one of the reasons why that the, the consistency at the quarterback position is huge. And that's the reason why you're hearing the stupid rumors about Eli Manning heading to Jacksonville next year. It's stupid. God, I hope they don't do that. Yes, I'll tell you, I'd rather have Blake Bortles. I mean, younger, you at least have an opportunity to try to teach him something instead of the turnover machine that is Eli Manning. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're not used to this. It's been 10 years, okay? So, you know, yes, they got a new coach. Yes, they got Sac- you know, Saxonville. They got everything that they possibly do. But guess what? This is not the Ravens of past when they had an adequate quarterback who had experience. This one here is a Blake Borders who's inconsistent and is the Achilles heel of this football team. And that is going to be the problem for them going into the playoffs. They're one and done. I'm up on Tennessee. And it's going to, and it's going to make for a very interesting AFC. Next game up on board is we are covering them all here in a quick, uh, quick uh, cover as we're, we're trying to get out of here. And this one, I like this one. This one's going to be an interesting one as well. As you take a look at Jacksonville and what they do and everything else, you get Kansas City and Denver. No one has anything to lose except maybe coaches. And uh, Kansas City, they're not going to – Andy Reid is safe. Denver, they got a, they got a coaching problem there um, in reality. Kansas City, both of them are, you know, in a situation. Kansas City needs to get the victory. If they get, I think if they win, they're in. If I'm not mistaken, they'll be 10 and 6. Um, so I'm, I'm just going Kansas City just because of the situation. But also remember this, Cuervo, 
Denver, I mean, you know, when teams go into Denver, even though they're good as they are, they don't show up because of what Denver is. But the problem is, is it's not the same Denver team that usually is a pretty good football team that can hang. So that's the reason why I'm up on Kansas City. Who you got in this one, Cuervo? Yeah, I like the Chiefs too, Sonny. I think they're a little disappointed in, in how they've played the past Absolutely. six weeks. You know, they, have, they, haven't, they haven't been winning a whole lot of games, even though they've won the past couple. But Three. I think Kansas City feels like they're they're the team that has been forgotten about. You know, the with the success course. that yeah, with the success that that Pittsburgh's obviously had. You know, Kansas City's looking back and saying, "Hold on a second, we're just as good." You know, and and, and we could have we should have beaten the Steelers had we had we just done a couple things differently. Um, you know, we had that game at home, but we let it slip away from you know right from under our chin. So, uh, Kansas City, I think, is playing for some respect today. And Vance Joseph, okay, Vance Joseph, Sonny, that's another name to look out for as far as Black Monday is concerned because even after just one season, his job is not guaranteed in Denver from, I agree. What, I'm, from what I'm hearing. No, that, I mean, this is actual report that came out. So, yep. th- this, is, this is real. Um, he could be one and done in Denver. So, um, you know, that, that could be something that motivates the Broncos to win this game. But I just think Kansas City's way too talented. They're not going to let this opportunity slip away to try and get a home playoff game next week. So I like the Chiefs. I think they get the job done. And, and then from there, hey, we wait, we wait to see what happens in Denver as far as Black Monday is concerned. Absolutely. Steel City, who you got? Well, definitely Kansas City because they have to. That's a team that is already in the playoffs but technically needs to play well going into it. And uh, yes. I'm glad Corvo brought up when Pittsburgh beat them because Kansas City was undefeated and they were the team to beat and they beat the Patriots in week one. Steelers went in and beat them and so-called MVP Antonio Brown was the one that beat them. So I'm glad you brought yep. that up. Kansas City, Good. definitely. Kansas City, I'm right there with you. Next game up on board as we're swinging by, getting through all of them. It is the New Orleans Saints who beat this game. You know, they're, they're a football team, 11-4, and four, won the last two. Tampa Bay, they need to get rid of Dirk Cotter. Yes, I said, and, and I, everybody just say, Sonny, you were right about Dirk Cotter. Can, can, can I at least get someone to acknowledge my greatness of the debacle that is Dirk Cotter Cuervo. This is a situation. He's going to be gone. I don't care whatever it is. They lost five in a row. They're going to lose this one. New Orleans wins this It wins this game because they needed to just put themselves in positioning. Who do you got in this one, Cuervo? And you can also say I'm right about Dirk Cotter before you start. Oh, I already knew, Sonny. I already knew. <laughs> I, I mean, you you sold me on the fact that that um, you know he he's the the type of coach that he is and but yep. I tell you I, I tried I tried to campaign for the Bucks I I actually yeah you did <laughs> I actually picked them you had them I actually picked them to win no I had them winning Sonny I had oh, them winning this division ouch. Ouch. and it was a total opposite <laughs> they're the only team that's not competing for the playoffs in that division. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Dirk Cotter, and your predictability, yes. your unbelievable predictability thank for making you. me look stupid in front of wow. the host of this show. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so surprise has so you on New Orleans, host, but 
Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah. no, no. I'll Most keep you Oh, because I've made some dumb predictions on this show too. So speaking we're right of there. hey, hey uh, Sonny, speaking of Black Monday, I've got to make sure that I still I'm still a co-host of the show after tomorrow. No, <laughs> no, we're gonna and we're gonna. I'm off on Monday, so we're gonna do a show and we'll get together. We're doing a show on Monday because it's Black Monday. Sounds we good to me. Air. Who you got Sounds in this good one? Good to me. Saints. Saints. Who that? Uh, I'm going Saints. Who that? Steel Steel City. Who you got in this one? Saints easily, and the way they play their game, they're just going to play just like it's a regular season game. They're a well-oiled machine. They're one of the teams that I look at that could win it all. Yeah, that dark, they could be a dark horse in the NFC, you know, just depending on what you think of their speed. I, I'm, I'm a believer. That's a slow defense, but they get the job done. But that having been said, next one that's up on there, Oakland, and all the big talking, I didn't even I didn't even think about this. It's the John Gruden story that we were talking about and everything, you know, could be taking over in Oakland as they're taking on the, uh, the Chargers. Chargers need to win to get in, and then they need a little help. Um, and I like the Chargers. I like them. I wanted them to win the division. I wanted them to make me look like a genius. Um, but that having been said, I think they got the moxie to get in. I think they're going to get the victory in Oakland. But it, that just depends on what that team feels about Jack Del Rio. And I'm talking about the Raiders and the team because Jack Del Rio is loved on that football team regarding the team and the players. Um, you know, will Oakland be the thorn in the sides to the Chargers, Cuervo, or do you have the Chargers in this one? Yeah, actually, I like the Chargers, Sonny. I think I think the Chargers, are, uh, you know, they obviously have more to play for. The, the Raiders are mathematically out of the playoff picture. They can't, even if they win, they, they're not in. They can't get in. So, yeah. um, I think they're just, they're looking forward to moving on. Uh, they, you know, they're gonna, their focus will be on uh, uh, transitioning over to Vegas. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, even losing this game could benefit them for draft purposes, too. Get a little bit better draft pick. Hey, what's wrong with that? So, I like the Chargers. Steel City. Chargers, easily. Chargers, not much to say on that one. Which brings us to the last game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Last game of the regular season that we're covering here as we covered them all this season. Uh, San Francisco and the Rams. Um, you know, I, I, San Francisco's won four in a row, and you can say whatever you want. They should have brought Jimmy Garoppolo in four weeks before that, or three weeks. The three weeks he sat out had no business in now. Uh, and now, granted, let's be honest. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. In the first two games, he wasn't a good quarterback, but he got enough and got the job done. Now he's in motion. Could you imagine if they decided to bring him in when they should have done it? They would be better than five and ten than they are right now. That have been said – they take on the Rams, and Rams have absolutely – they're not going to go up. They're not going to go down if they lose this one. And if they're smart, Todd Gurley doesn't take a foot out on this football field today, Cuervo. This is not a good game to have Goff, Gurley in the game, but they'll be in there, Cuervo. And this is not – the Rams better hope they get out of this game without any injuries. I'm actually on San Francisco in this one. Ooh, good pick, Sonny. I, 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 but you know what? I think I, I think I'm leaning towards the Rams though, just because um, this game, if I'm not mistaken, is in LA. It is. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just still feel like the Rams are, you know, I mean, they're they're pretty excited, obviously, about getting into the postseason, but um, 
I think this is a game. This is where Jimmy kind of cools off a little bit, and uh, you know, I, I still like the 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 Rams to win. I don't think they're going to allow uh, San Francisco to to allow them to lose their momentum. So that's going to be a big one. Steel City. Well, I'm going to go Homer on this one. Aaron Donaldson played at Pitt. Aaron Donaldson went to my high school, Penn Hills High School. We're from the same exact area. So I'm going, nice. Aha. I'm a Homer. You're a Homer. He, he's, so <laughs> you got to love it. When, when, Aaron, when Aaron Donaldson says he has a Ph.D., he actually does. It's a Penn Hills diploma. That's what we all say because that's our <laughs> high school. <laughs> there you go. And, and Homer he is. There you go. So it, it is what it is. And that's going to do it for our regular season show here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Steel, thanks for joining us for a little bit. I'm glad you're able to kind of wait for a while and get you on. You're always welcome anytime, my friend. So that's going to do it for our regular season. All right, then maybe join us on Black Monday. I'll let you know when it's going to be. We're going to do that. We're not sure what time. It's Black Monday on Monday. Everybody have yourself a good week 17. I'm Tommy Clark. We're in Sports Radio along with the best co-host on Blog Talk Radio. We're out of here. It's time for the last Red Zone here on the couch, well, not on the couch, you say the sports show, but it is what it is. Everybody, have yourself a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.